Nabil, what is it like editing a podcast episode? Oh, I literally you, just saw that you fucking started recording. Oh, well, uh, there goes the gag. I'm sorry. Ladies and gents, welcome to the Shrek podcast. And I'm here with Justin Fischler. How's it going, buddy? It's doing incredible. Incredible. I mean, this is it. We're This is the season finale of Filmatic. And we are doing something that we've been hyping up for a very long time. I think since probably like quarantine freestyle era. So this is, this is hype. Yeah, it really is, actually. It's like, it feels historic. It really is. Um... And I think that it's a great, it's going to be a great season ender, you know, explosive. And then we have some, uh, some ideas for the next season. And I, I will, of course, note that seasons are purely uh, aesthetic uh, natures of the podcast. And there's not going to, yeah, there's not going to be like a huge break or anything. Maybe just like a week. recasting Connor, though. We are, we are recasting <laughs> uh, Strong Gecko. Yeah. Uh, he's a little, um, he's burned sh- out. <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna make a four quad short joke, but I was like, <laughs> you know, all right. <laughs> so, guys, let me be clear, okay? And what you're thinking? Oh, they're gonna do Shrek podcast. They're just gonna talk about the Shreks. Everyone's seen Shrek, okay? Well, let me say this to you, okay? We didn't just start talking about Shrek for this podcast. We rewatched every single entry into the series, Shrek one two, three, four, every short in between the movies, and Puss in Boots. Oh, and don't, sh- let's not forget the musical, okay? <laughs> Shrek the musical. Sh- Shrek the musical. We actually went to Broadway and saw it live. We went to Broadway, we reopened a few theaters because of COVID, <clears throat> you know, yeah. so. They we, let us in because it's just us, so we sat on opposite. Yeah. I'm actually good friends with one of the cast members, a Sugar Plum Fairy. Haven Pashal. Yeah, shout out to her, she's a good friend of mine. Um, but yeah, no, so we have, uh, we have some insights on all these properties that we're just going to really get into. Um, and of course it's Justin and me because, Hey, who else is going to (laughs) spend a week watching a Shrek movie, a property movie every night? I mean, uh, as we might, people might know from the other podcasts, we've talked about it. There have been times recently in our kind of personal friend discord where justin and i will talk about dreamworks properties for just hours on end uh yeah so i felt apt to kind of bring it to the podcast um but yeah anything you want to say before we get into this no i mean that was a good intro i'm just gonna do a really quick calculation see how much shrek content we consumed in the past five six days definitely do that and um people are what's funny is that also if people don't know like it's not even like it's all on one platform. It's none of them. First of all, none of the movies are on Netflix or like the musical Hulu or <laughs> yeah. The, the, the only thing that was on Netflix was the musical and like four of the shorts or again, I'm probably a little hyperbole there, but some of like half the shorts were there. Half the shorts were like in shitty quality with like Chinese subtitles on YouTube. Yeah. Should we sing tubed? And then the movies we watched on, um, can I say <clears throat> um... we, my dvd yeah. collection yeah we, we we just he he put it into his dvd player and he uh kind of just pointed a camera at it yeah nabil watched skype. through zoom or skype yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i guess it twisted you know i i forgot yeah which so 
I know what you're thinking. Hey, why didn't you just, you know, hit up a website or pirate? And you <laughs> Clearly, you didn't watch the Coming <laughs> 2 episode. Clearly, you didn't watch uh, MET 307, Justin <laughs> Fischler presentation on the dangers. Sorry, not the dangers. <laughs> just the, the ins and outs. The ins and outs of privacy, uh, piracy. So, yeah, no, we would never do that. Uh, anyway, how much Shrek content did we consume? Oh, I'm still fucking tallying oh, yeah. that up, well, dude. What am I the saying? The thing is, like, all yeah. the shorts, I need, I forget the names, they're scared shitless. <laughs> I just accidentally looked that up. <laughs> scared shitless length. No, scared Shrekless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll actually give them a rundown of the properties, <clears throat> and then you can just make sure you have them included, because I have yes, the list. Alright, yes, okay. so we have Shrek 2001. Um, Shrek in the Swamp Karaoke Dance Party, which is uh, at the end of Shrek. Um, Should the I ghost? Yeah. If I look up just Shrek one length, it's probably like the DVD length. Do you yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely the no. It's definitely the DVD length. I can tell you from personal experience. <laughs> okay. Do you um, think that includes the karaoke dance party? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. Okay. Um, if not, you know, we know we'll know that it's a difference of like two minutes. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. There's the Ghost of Lord Farquaad, which came out directly after Shrek. Um, and <clears> as many people will know that it was adapted to the... Well, no, it was created for Shrek 4D, the ride at Universal. And then it was adapted to a DVD. Um, obviously, just normal DVD. But actually, from my research, um, and I guess we can talk about it now, is it's interesting for the Ghost of Lord Farquaad, for the home release, They some of the DVDs had like paper 3d glasses included like shrek 3d glasses you know like the red and blue lens classic yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was interesting all right and then after that we have shrek 2 of course and then oh, far far away idol <laughs> <laughs> and then shrek the third shrek the halls shrek forever after and here's where we get into shrek's yule log donkey's caroling christmas tacular oh give me a second <laughs> Shrek's Yule Log. Yeah, I can't. Holy, okay, that was another thirty minutes. Oh my god, donkeys caroling. Christmas tacular. Okay, all right, continue. Sorry. And then scared Shrekless. Right. Thriller night. <clears throat> okay. And then the pig who cried werewolf. Which oh, is... dude, that was bizarre. <laughs> the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I remember that was like six minutes. I think. Yeah. It wasn't long. And then Puss in Boots, which we. Actually, just watched before the podcast. True. So it's fresh in our minds, and uh, yeah, and then after that, we have obviously the TV series for both Puss in Boots and the Swamp Talk web series. We did watch some Swamp Talk. I don't think we watched all of it, and we didn't watch any of the Puss in Boots TV show because we really like... watched the uh, greatest hits of Swamp Talk. Okay, I don't know how I long remember. it is. Um, it's fifty episodes. Holy. Okay. And each yeah. one of those is like three to four, three to six minutes actually. So we watched like maybe four of them. <laughs> yeah. So let's say yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So those were all the properties <laughs> that we watched. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want to know the grand total? Let's hear it. How much time do we okay. waste? So this is taking into account. Uh, I, I get a very, a very um, conservative guess in terms of swamp talk. I gave us twelve minutes, assuming we watched four each three minutes. Okay, okay. doesn't really matter in the end. Uh, assuming karaoke is included in the Shrek one length, and assuming Far Far Away Idol isn't included in the Shrek two length, it comes out to seven hundred and fifty-four minutes or <laughs> twelve and a half hours. That is. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. And wow. Well, I mean, that just shows uh, the dedication that we go to through does, Filmatic yeah. Podcast. And... I couldn't believe how long the shorts were. Like, we were like, <laughs> we we're like, oh yeah, we'll just watch a few like shorts like after we finish Shrek Four or whatever. And it's like, yeah. many of the shorts are like thirty minutes long or more. It's like, mm-hmm. they'd put a lot of dedication into this shit to have like, you know. Yeah, well, you got to think about it. It's like. Uh, every short, every thirty-minute short, is just another fucking DVD release for them. That's just more money in the bank. You know that's what I mean? That's true. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they fucking took the forty ride, it made it into a <laughs> DVD, shows that they're kind of ready to milk. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But it's good. That's actually one of my favorites of the shorts. Uh, Shrek the Halls. No, no. The, oh, no, uh, you, far so Ghost Over Farts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, it's not like story-wise one of my favorites. I just like the character development. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, yeah, I, I don't like, know. Like, it doesn't feel forced. It feels exactly. like a natural progression from It, it literally Shrek does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because, obviously, complete returning cast. Mm-hmm. So, that was good. Some of the shorts had better voice acting than others. There's, like, I think maybe three total different voice actors for Donkey. <laughs> um, one of the shorts, like, the official DreamWorks short, used the same voice actor for shrek as swamp talk which i guess also is official dreamworks but it felt a little interesting we both were like we heard that voice and we're like oh well what's also interesting about swamp talk is some of the more recent episodes like um and i want to say 2016 because i remember there's like an election parody episode yeah yeah um that's like when universal bought dreamworks so it's funny it's it's kind of funny that it's technically the first shrek related you know post purchase release of the company that is um, interesting which is kind of leads into what we'll talk about with there's a you know supposedly another shrek movie coming and a puss in boots sequel which was confirmed 100 percent um for next year right we were gonna postpone for that this episode but i guess we kind of decided yeah maybe it wasn't worth it um so i just remembered we forgot about the 25 minute documentary uh, oh. behind the scenes of shrek which behind the scenes. B- bumps it up to about 13 hours and that was actually really good too it was really good and i literally because i remember watching it as a kid on the dvd um because it has the iconic uh chia pet donkey and yeah it shows all the like all the kind of bloopers of the, editing um, the animation the, the black fiona cut yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so let's let's just dive into it. Yeah. Let's start, of course, with Shrek 2001. Shrek 2001 is obviously a film that's near and dear to everyone's heart. Um, it is arguably the best Shrek movie. You know, at 50-50, I think it's Shrek 2, Shrek 1. Definitely um, arguable. It's arguable. But it, it is, of course, it is monumental. It's historic. That's true. It's a landmark in animated film. Um, it won the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Um, so that's that's cool. And it really set the tone, I think. And we kind of talked about this in the um, animated episode, for those who may have heard that one with Katrina and Manny, is it it set the landscape of animation to get where it is today. Um, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, of course, you know, Toy Story has its place and all, but this kind of broke the mold, I think, to... Uh, higher degree and a more mainstream degree by being different than a Disney themed uh, property, especially. Um, it was even at the 2001 uh, Cannes Film Festival uh, 
which was the which made it the first animated film since Disney's Peter Pan in 1953 to be chosen to be shown there, um, which I actually didn't know. So that's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's a uh, shows you it says a lot about how uh, animated movies <laughs> have come. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Great insight, Justin. Astute observation, <laughs> Justin. No, um, and I think that one of the reasons it's was so widely praised and became a phenomenon, launched this whole franchise, is because it definitely, obviously, caters to children, has a fun message, has a good sorry, has a good message and has a fun tone, and is comedic, while also featuring adult-oriented humor and themes at the same time, and it just goes to show i mean it, it was made with the production budget of 60 million which is very cheap especially for an animated film at this time and it ended up grossing almost 500 million worldwide so it, it's really is one for the record books and it is obviously uh well not obviously some people might not know it's based off a of book uh shrek the book which was um written. maybe we should have read that before this true and uh it's obviously a little different but it kind of holds some of those same themes. And I think that that the, the themes of the book were kind of reflected more in the, uh, for those who don't know, Chris Farley was the original voice of Shrek and recorded nearly all of the dialogue, but he died in 1997 uh, during production. And so Mike Meyer stepped in and it kind of changed the accent and the voice and also changed a little bit of the tone of the movie. True. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it's really monumental. What what do you think is uh what is your favorite scene in Shrek 1? Cuz I have a lot of a lot of contenders. Okay. Uh I don't know, you might agree with me on this and I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. my cuz again, it's so hard to choose. You right. Put me on the spot here. Um I am. if I'm just the first thing that came to mind when you said that, it's it's Robin Hood. I mean, that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, Mary man. I am saving you from this. From this- Beast. Beast. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You know that delivery it, is hilarious. It's incomparable. It also makes fun. It's another. It's a, one of the many parts of the movie that makes fun of classic Disney animated film. You know, right, yeah, yeah. Taking those characters and turning, you know, taking a character like Robin Hood and turning him into a fucking French creep. You know, yeah. Monsieur That's, Hood, I think, is like his yeah. official name. Uh, yeah, but that's a good one. I agree. It's very funny it's a good one and i think that and we talked about this with all almost all the movies especially one and two is that it's perfectly paced right it really is one of the most perfectly paced movies i've ever seen i mean you start with shrek in his swamp and you you know in the first 20 minutes of this movie you're introduced to shrek donkey and farquad and you understand all of their motivations and their character pretty much more or less you know and it's 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 just perfect and that's why i think which we'll talk about later why it feels so kind of (laughs) kind of rough when shrek 4 changes some of those uh, motivations and shrek the musical okay in in my opinion different shrek the musical disrespects (laughs) those yeah disrespects pacing as a a concept And, and this is a disclaimer that i mean we're not talking about it right now but uh, theater majors out there, you know, drama people, please don't hate me for what I'm going to say about Shrek the Musical. I just, I will, I will say I'm a little biased. I don't really have a uh, 
penchant for musicals, so I don't really, you know, <laughs> I'm not going into this like, oh boy, a musical. I'm I'm right. going into this as a, uh, I mean, come on, it's filmatic. I'm I'm filmatic, right? About movies, so right. I'm gonna go into it coming off of watching, you know, eight Shrek properties, as if it's gonna be another one. So exactly. Anyway, we'll get to that. And um, anyway, Shrek one. Uh, anyway, great pacing. Great characters. Uh, Mike Myers came in and filled out Shrek wonderfully and begins his arc great. Uh, Donkey, of course, Eddie Murphy. Mwah. Perfect. And the incomparable John Lithgow as Lord Farquaad. This is just wonderful. I mean, he uh, embodies the uh, short stature. He embodies the motivations, and he is very funny. And, uh, yeah, do you have any um, thoughts on John Lithgow's Farquaad? Dude, one of the funniest characters in the movie. I mean, I guess there aren't a whole lot of main characters in the movie, but mm-hmm. he is hilarious. And you and I were both talking about this, like watching the uh, behind the scenes video, which you guys can pull up on the official uh, yeah, channel. On, I think it's Universal or DreamWorks. It's on Universal now, actually. Okay. Yeah, and um, like uh, well, it it, it'll like, be in the annotated bibliography. <laughs> of course, it seems like. Lithgow like enjoys it more than like any of the other actors and it's not like the others right. don't it's like he's so passionate about being Farquaad yep it looks like he had a lot of fun and he did a great job you can really feel it in his character yeah and uh yeah I agree he definitely seems to be the most ecstatic about it uh this is kind of cool um not to deviate from the film itself but just to kind of um go back to my trivia portion that I was talking about in the beginning of the production and stuff uh did you know that Shrek received his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? I think I did know that. Like, that's like a deep memory that mm-hmm. I might have like seen in like middle school on iPhone. I wonder, or is it just like, is it just like Mike Myers' hands, or do they use large hands? That's what I want to know. True. You know? I hope it's like fake hands, literally like prop hands, because you know they made like the fucking models for the. Mm-hmm. At least they made a Shrek's head model, so they might have made hand models. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also to round out the production thing, computer animation production started on the project in October 1996. So it yeah. took four and a half years to animate the whole movie. And I think it shows it really does stand the test of time, I think. It does. It looks good. It looks very good. And you have to really be like scrutinizing it to, to find any flaws. And even then, it's nothing that's going to take you out. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. But yes, yeah, so... Moving forward, uh, it's it is it's monumental. I don't know what else to say. Uh, is, do you have any other thoughts about Shrek One? It really is the kind of movie where it's like, and I know like the classic thing to say about movies like that is like, there's there's jokes you like as a kid, and there's jokes you like as an adult. But it's like with Shrek, I liked all of the jokes as a kid, and I still like all of the jokes. It's not like. I don't like the younger jokes anymore and I didn't get the adult yeah. jokes when I was a kid. Like even if I didn't get maybe the, like the specific nuances, like I probably didn't get the fucking compensating, you know, but actually I might've just thought they were talking about his height and didn't know anything about the connotations. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it was still funny to me. I'm just like a little kid enjoying Shrek, you know? I think that's why in Puss in Boots, some of the problems I have with that are the, are the jokes. It, because a lot of the jokes in Puss in Boots are just plainly, I think, unfunny to anyone besides like a six-year-old. 
And even yeah, then, it's exactly. not that funny. You know, what that I mean? was kind of what Shrek Four had to a lesser degree. It was kind of the same problem, you know. Yeah, I agree. Although I would even say I would go as far as to say Shrek Four doesn't even have that many jokes. It feels like it feels like, and not it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that Shrek Four spends a lot of time on the whole like, uh, you know, convoluted kind of plot that and falling back in love with Fiona and stuff that the jokes are just kind of reduced to the background. For better that's or true. worse, that's true. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really just trying to see what else. If I missed anything about Shrek One, I don't think so. Uh, the guy's leather cap, leather cap night, guys, bring him back. Mm-hmm. You, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this land is now occupied under Lord Farquaad, and you are hereby ordered to <laughs> you and what are <laughs> yeah no. Exactly. Uh, we could sit here and quote Shrek all day, bro. Uh, it would be little difference from the other times we've sat and talked to each other. Li- very little difference. Um, okay, so <clears throat> Shrek one, you know what it is. We'll come back to it if we think of something. Yeah. Uh, Farquad's Sh- ghost. Farquad's ghost. Okay, so Farquad's ghost. I-, I have been on the ride, um, and I remember it well enough to say that the four day portions are great. There, it's great because, okay. So let me let me lay down the ride for you, okay? So uh, you go in line and you see all these uh, the pictures from the storybook storybook style pictures, basically we've seen the beginning of Shrek, um, right. and they're like in the line and they're telling you the story of Shrek, which is great and it's very entertaining. You get in there, you enter this kind of pre-show room, you know, where they just pack like thirty people in, mm-hmm. you know, all the people who will be in the theater later in the next room. So they pack all them in, you, they close the doors, and the mirror mirror on the wall is there, and uh, I was going to say man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, mirror on the wall is there, and he's like, uh, you guys are, what are you guys doing here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you see on the ceiling, like physically, they've created what looks to be um, Pinocchio, Gingy, and the three little pigs in like cages um, that are like closed up, and they talk as well. And they're like, and then Lord Farquaad's ghost shows up on the mirror. He's like, I'm going to interrogate you guys. You're in my <laughs> castle or whatever. And um, and then the mirror tells you the events of Shrek 1. For those who may not have seen it, you get to see some clips, some highlights. And then you move into the theater. and Well, it's called like the interrogation room. It's supposed to be like he's going to torture you. Right. Um, you sit down, uh, screen opens, and you, know, you got a nice big screen there showing the thing. And what's important about the ride is that not only are there some physical elements in the room, uh, but the the seats themselves, and there's also like things under the seats that blow wind and other things, and there's smells involved, and the seats shake and stuff, mm. and it really implements very well. Like when they're riding the carriage, it actually the seats move like it's a you know they go up and down and they shake. That's good. And uh, you know if they crash, it's like <clears throat> boom, it stops. And truly the fourth dimension. Truly the fourth dimension. Even at the end, you know when he. Uh, Bust open the champagne and the cork hits the fairy. Mm-hmm. The fairy is like hits the wall in the theater physically. That's good. So it's very cool. Great implementation. I hope they never get rid of that ride, but true. I haven't been every on day. It, so we're definitely have to go at some point. We gotta go. We gotta get once this whole thing's over, we gotta go. Yeah. Um now the film itself, uh, for those who may not know, the plot is that uh, well, why don't you explain the plot from what from what you understand? From what I'm able to able to understand <laughs> is that 
what, what you may comprehend, Justin. The the green guy and the animal go to this dark place. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a church. There's like weird stones on the ground. I didn't really understand. All right, you know what? Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll do it. All right, all right. <laughs> so Shrek, Fiona, and Donkey. All right, they're on their way to their honeymoon. They're gonna go to their honeymoon where they're gonna spend uh, their time. And when they're getting ready to go, they encounter Lord Farquaad's ghost. And Lord Farquaad sends Thelonious to basically bring Fiona to him because he wants to force her to become his ghostly queen. Um, and so Shrek and Donkey kind of go on an adventure. You know, they go through, uh, there's a carriage chase. They go through Farquaad's graveyard and they have a kind of final interaction with him over a waterfall that happens. Thelonious sacrifices himself almost. It's pretty cool. Does um, he? Well, he almost does, right? Because he like gets kicked into the water. He, that's just him losing the fight, not sacrifice. Yeah, but then he's like okay right? with it. Well, he's yeah, okay. he's like he submits, sorry, and he also uh... saves them at the end. He's one of the you know when they're <clears> that is true. On. That is yeah. true. He's like hanging onto a root on the waterfall, and when the other people fall off, he catches them. But I don't right. know if that's really sacrificing himself. Oh, okay. But he's noble. He is noble. After he's... all, he was at their wedding. Right. He's at the wedding. He's at the dance party. Yeah. What is he singing at the dance party again? Um, he just oh no, says when... the word feelings instead <laughs> he... of... I like big butts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, forgot about that. Um, I think one of the problems that we talked about during uh, this this one, that not necessarily problems, but like... So Farquaad in Shrek, when he found out that Fiona was an ogre, he obviously wanted to kill her. It's but disgusting. Now, yeah, <laughs> but now he's a ghost and... He wants her to become his queen. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's just lowered his standards now that he's fucking dead. <laughs> he realizes this is his only chance to become king. Well, he says he I, wants to be king of the underworld. Right, right. So he's, yeah, he's like, whatever anybody will do. Exactly. Now, part of me was thinking that if Fiona dies, maybe she'll become human ghost because that's like her natural state, you know, her beginning state, right? Yeah, but, but it's then, not her natural state anymore. Correct. But also what totally shoots out of the thing is when she pretends that she's dead at the end. That's she's true. like, come, come, Lord Farquaad. And he's like, oh, Fiona, my queen. But she's still an ogre, obviously. Right. So it's not like he was expecting a human. I, I don't understand what his plan was that, like, even after she died, there's two old, there's like two roads he could be expecting. One, either she dies, he kills her, right? Which is mm-hmm. his plan. And she either marries him and hates him because she hated him before she died. Right. In which case, how is he going to get her to marry him? You know, mm-hmm. she's dead. He he doesn't have any like leverage, right? Yeah. And the alternative path is that he kills her and then she's lo- in love with him. And she's like, all right, I love you. I'll marry you. Which is what he thinks happens. Like, right. Yeah, Why? Like, does she lose free will when she dies? I, you know I, I, mean? I guess. Yeah. Like, it's. And then how come he wouldn't? Is it like a... Like, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. He must be like a pea brain, which I guess he is, but you know. Yeah. What did you think of when he died, all the like floating heads and he's like, ah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. He gets shot with Dragon's fireball and it like explodes his ghost into a bunch of heads, which then pop like the fairy right. godmother's bubbles, you know? I don't know. It's like, I don't know why fire would react to a know. ghost like that. 
Right, because there are times when he actively tries to like grab them and he can't because yeah. he's a ghost. So. But there's the ghost hand that grabs Donkey's tail and can interact with them. True, that is weird. So I don't know. I totally blanked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was if you hadn't said anything, I was gonna do the You're good. You almost had me. <laughs> oh man. Guys, in case we uh go forward with our plan for the trailer for this episode, which you might have already seen. Wait, what am I saying? This is going to air after it. We've Damn already it. made this trailer, Nabil. I was going to say you guys should go watch the Schneider Cut Joker scene, but if you know, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Sp- no. Yeah, speaking of which, I think we should mention, also this is not speaking of which at all, I just realized, we're not in any way going to be taking like spoilers like serious in terms of Shrek. Like for any of the Shrek movies, anything, we're just going to be talking about the plot completely. If you're one of the three people listening to this podcast and you hear us and you listen long enough, which is another thing that no one does. (laughs) If you you somehow make it past the two minute mark and you listen to us talk about Shrek three and we say that, uh, you know, that Prince uh, King Harold dies and you get triggered, then, you know, what are you doing? You did, you, did you not hear the spoiler alarm? Or did you not hear it at the beginning? I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, at this anyway. point, it's your fault. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, that's Shrek 4D slash the Ghost of Lord Farquaad. Um, it's Bro. a thrilling adventure, and I highly recommend if you rewatch Shrek One, just watch this right after. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you it's know? only like sixteen minutes. Only sixteen minutes. Just pop it right in, and you get a sweet, sweet buffer in between Shrek One and Two. Not that it's needed, but it's not needed. But you know, it's it's not it's nice. It is very nice. All right, buddy. You know what time it is. I mean, this is like your time to shine. Yeah, I don't even. It feels like almost fictional that it's actually happening. <laughs> it's like when we hear the wizard's little song in the movie. It's like I can't believe we're actually doing the Shrek Two segment now. I think that I think you better give the Shrek Two intro. Okay, so Shrek Two might be the best movie. In the whole damn world. Okay. <laughs> Shrek 2 might be the best movie in the whole damn world. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for adding the inflections to the uh, the quote. Okay. So <clears throat> should I do a quick summary, like plot synopsis? Yeah, sure. sure. I don't want to go like too ham on the details because I could. We, we know how in depth. <laughs> we, we, I, I've heard the stories. Okay. <laughs> um, so real simple. It starts with Prince Charming, actually. So you know how the first Shrek starts with him reading the fairy tale book and he's like, there was a mm-hmm. princess in a dragon guarded tower. Like that's right. going to happen. You know, it starts yeah. with Prince Charming narrating and it's him narrating how he himself is traveling to rescue Princess Fiona from the tower. Right. And mm-hmm. he gets to the tower, transitions very beautifully in classic Shrek fashion from the illustration of him on a horse in the book into him actually riding the horse. And he gets to the tower Goes up and draws back the gossamer curtains to find Princess Fiona. It's what? Not- <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. She's on her honeymoon. Honeymoon? With whom? <laughs> do, 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 do. Exactly. So then it plays accidentally in love. Obviously, if you didn't understand from our flawless recreation of the scene, it's the big bad wolf in the bed reading Pork <laughs> Illustrated instead of Fiona. So. Prince Charming learns that Fiona has married Shrek and it cuts to the musical montage of them at their honeymoon and doing all kinds of crazy shit, um, getting a wedding ring, Lord of the Rings moment, there's a mermaid, Spider-Man and, moment, oh yeah, Spider-Man moment, classic, 
and then the movie starts, right? And it's them going back to the swamp. Donkey's there. Friends unite. And they get invited by Fiona's parents, King Harold and Queen Lillian of Far, Far Away, to receive the king's royal blessing upon their marriage in the land of Far, Far Away. So they go to Far, Far Away. It does not go well because the parents were expecting humans, not ogres, on both their daughter and her spouse. Um, the fairy godmother shows up and reveals her son is Prince Charming, and he is supposed to marry Fiona so he can become king of Far, Far Away, right? Right. Similarly to the first movie, the conflict is somebody wanting to marry Fiona to become a king. Um, I guess it's not revealed that early that he's her son, but she shows up. King Harold tries to have Shrek killed by Puss in Boots, who is a bounty hunter, who then is bested in combat by Shrek and Donkey. And for sparing his life, they, he joins them and becomes their friend. They steal a potion from Fairy Godmother to make Shrek handsome because he thinks since Shrek or since Fiona's father tried to kill him, he needs to become a human or at least needs to have a happily ever after. So he takes his potion, makes him a hot, a hot guy with cute button nose, thick wavy locks and a taut round buttocks and donkey drinks. It turns to a horse. We never know what dragon turns into because the potion says it affects your true love. So right. Fiona also turns into a human, um, you know, then okay, then it's revealed actually that Charming is Fairy Godmother's daughter or son. <laughs> son. Daughter, <laughs> daughter? <laughs> <Mommy>. Maddie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, Charming is Fairy Godmother's son, and he is sent in as a fucking sleeper agent to pretend he is the transformed Shrek, <laughs> and Fiona is like the potion changed a lot of things, Fiona. <laughs> yeah. Shrek, what happened to your voice? Uh, the, the potion changed a lot of things. Charming? <laughs> Do you think so, Dad? <laughs> Dude, that is such... That is one of the funniest lines. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's not doing a good job pretending to be Shrek, but they don't really have a choice uh, believing. You know, Fiona has right. to believe it's Shrek, but she's like, man, Shrek fucking sucks now. And obviously, King Harold knows that it's charming, but right. he has a deal with Fairy Godmother, which is revealed at the very end. And so he doesn't spoil it. He lets Fiona think that Charming is Shrek. So there's a big dance. It's like a red carpet parody. And Fairy Godmother's there singing. And um, Shrek is put in prison because he is, um, you know, he's seen by Shrek, the Fairy Shrek, Godmother. I'm her husband. Shrek. <laughs> that is uh, not mine. <laughs> So Shrek is seen by the fairy godmother, and so she calls the cops on him because Shrek figures out the charming. In char- he figures out charming's whole plan, right? <laughs> so the cops are called on him. He's in prison, but he gets busted by all the fairy tale creatures like Pinocchio, Big Bad Wolf, who somehow came all the way back from the tower. <clears throat> Actually, he was back from the tower at the beginning because he was supposed to be house watching for Shrek, right? With all the fairy tale creatures, but they saw him on TV getting arrested tonight on nights. So right. Right, they came, that. they rescued him, they pull him. Dude, I feel like I'm giving away too much. I like, I don't know how to do it. I, no, I, I'll be honest. Movie. I was not expecting this detail to the summer. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, Shrek and Fiona go to far, far away, and uh, things happen, and uh, in the end, like, <laughs> should I finish? No, but this is or good. Just... It's good. No, I mean, just at this point, you might as well finish. Yeah, might as well. Okay, so Shrek is broken out of prison. Uh, he knows the Muffin Man. They build a giant cookie named Mongo who helps him break <laughs> into the castle. He stops the dance at the last second, tells Fiona, 
that's not me. I'm her husband, Shrek, or whatever he says. And um, Fairy Godmother's like, oh, you just had to, you had to fucking ruin it. <laughs> and Shrek is like, you're goddamn right. I had to ruin it. I'm her husband. And <laughs> so essentially the Fairy Godmother tries to kill Shrek, but Harold realizes he was an asshole this whole time by having Shrek tried to, you know, trying to have Shrek killed and trying to marry off her daughter to a fake guy so fairy godmother tries to kill shrek but harold jumps in the way and he turns into a fucking frog turns out his deal with the fairy godmother is that he used to be a frog but she made him a human so that's why she had all this leverage over him because she could turn him back into a frog and there are multiple genius references to this in the beginning of the movie foreshadowing that he's was formerly a frog yeah there's a lot he goes into the tavern and there's like the female frog and she's like do i know you I think my favorite one is when Lillian's like, our first kiss by the lily pads. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I used to walk around the lilies or whatever the fuck. And he's like, our first kiss. It's not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the old haunting wound. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. That's going to be like its own segment. (laughs) Yeah, so. Okay, wow. Um, thank you for that detailed summary. Honestly. Of course, it's very impressive that you didn't use any summary. You, that was all the top, off the off the dome, wasn't it? All the top, True. top of your head. Off the uh, off the old hunting. <laughs> oh, Can't wait for that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> lots of great content here to talk about specifically, but I think it goes. It's safe to say that while Shrek is up there in those uh, in that uh, in that I don't know what the word is in that tier in that top 10 i don't know what the specific thing i would that, put on there that echelon that caliber. yeah that echelon i think shrek 2 might be the best animated movie of all time it is a serious serious contender it's like yeah i used to be drawn between i guess this is ironically it's not even specifically for dreamworks but the two that were contending were both dreamworks and it was for me shrek 2 and the road to el dorado but mm-hmm. don't get me wrong road to el dorado is incredible but i think i just have to give it to shrek 2 it's like it is shrek 2 it's just the greatest anime movie of all time Mm -hmm. and it's also one of the greatest movies of all time because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is cinematically pretty much a masterpiece i mean if you know the way that i thought the pacing was in shrek 1 this somehow makes it even better i mean everything is there for a purpose every joke lands it flows extremely naturally. You're not once like thinking it's dragging or going too fast. It is just perfect, honestly. Um, it has a great soundtrack, as we, as many people know. Uh, it's it is the most logical next step. It is a perfect sequel. I know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and there. Are, Tons of great scenes that Justin <clears throat> mentioned in his uh, summary there. <laughs> summary. <laughs> Literally, like, I knew I was going to do that shit. I was like, I don't even know how to explain it simpler It's It's that. funny you did that because in, in the uh, Raimi trilogy episode, I did the same thing for Spider-Man. <laughs> That's Literally. That's so it's, uh, it's mirrored for sure. So uh, I think we don't necessarily have to go to order, maybe just as it comes to us. But one thing that I want to talk about that is one of the funniest scenes in anything I've ever seen is the night scene. It is literally is when, uh, for those who don't know, it's a parody of cops, um, which is abbreviated C O P S 
So the, the parody is it's Knights, um, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Um, and that this is, it, it's perfect because it's showcasing, you know, their escape. Like, so you go from the scene where Shrek, Donkey, and Puss are at the bar and then they're spying on Charming and uh, Fairy Godmother and uh, Princess Harold. Uh, Princess. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> King Harold. Princess Harold. King Harold. And it goes from them being <clears throat> spotted to them running away. Yeah, exactly. Well, well of course, Donkey's famous. Mommy! <laughs> and then. Mother! Oh, yeah, sorry, mother. <laughs> A talking horse. <laughs> Right, it goes from that to our people back at the swamp watching TV. Bob, on you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, this like, is oh. boring. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere until I see Shrek and Fiona. Flip the channel, and then they they change the channel, and you see um, our three main characters escaping from the uh, the royal guard. Yeah, and it's branded as knights, and you get this. Hilarious parody where they get a cool uh, fucking voiceover, you know. Um, we got a white, and then you hear the, the one of my favorite jokes ever, which is you got a white Bronco going north. Yeah, dude, that is so <laughs> is, good. Uh, obviously uh, OJ reference, and then because um, Donkey at this point is a white horse, right? He's which, literally a white Bronco. Yeah, which Shrek which is, is riding. It's yeah, yeah it's insane. that entire like the entire Tonight and Night segment. Is just riddled with hilarious jokes. It is because then you get when they get caught and they're getting thrown into the back. Yeah, and uh, you get the catnip joke. I, I, that's not mine. Well, you <laughs> do better. Yeah, that um, is uh, not mine. Right, then dude. You get, the fucking... Police brutality. Police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe um, the clever one of the, like maybe the most clever jokes that I've ever seen. Is like because it's all medieval, obviously, right? right? So like you know, they're riding <laughs> all the horses are riding, or all sorry, all the knights are riding horses instead of like a car chase. There's like a a fucking hot air balloon instead of a helicopter, and they're getting pepper sprayed, but the cops are just grinding <laughs> black pepper into their eyes with like a pepper grinder. It's so fucking good. It is. It's perfect. Um, then you get the hilarious. Uh, Shrek, Shrek, I'm her husband, Shrek, and they, they, revert, <laughs> they keep reversing it, which is just a hilarious joke. It's just classic comedy. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, fairy tale teachers identify them, and then they get going, which leads into the next, actually, another genius joke. Again, I think this is a good example of what you were talking about earlier, where it's like, it's a joke for, like, adults and kids will laugh at the fucking Pinocchio joke. You know what I mean? Where he's, yeah. they, first of all, the Mission Impossible parody with the music. You know, Pinocchio gets sent down with the strings. Yeah. Uh, you know, classic homage. And then they need his nose to grow. So it's like, say something crazy. Like, you're wearing ladies' underpants. He's like, I'm uh, wearing ladies' underpants. And his and nose doesn't grow. Are you? <laughs> I am most certainly not. <laughs> and then his nose grows. You most classy. certainly am, are. Yeah. It's a thong! <laughs> They're briefs! <laughs> so, so, yeah, hilarious. Great stuff. Um, so those two scenes together are just, I think, funnier than so many. You know, those two scenes together are, are made me laugh more than entire animated movies otherwise, you know? Yeah, dude, those two scenes are incredible. Of course, there's the little interlude between those where um, Harold brings her the tea. And right. I think I must have gave her the wrong tea. But yeah, still, yeah. it's very, very, very well done. Yeah. Extremely well done. Um, and while we're talking about Harold... 
<sighs> you want to talk about those hunting wounds? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> right after. Okay, so here's what happens, right? At the dinner, when Shrek and Fiona first arrive in Far, Far Away, they have this huge argument between Harold and Shrek because obviously Harold hates Shrek because he's an ogre mm-hmm. and Shrek hates Harold for hating him. Again, it's a huge argument and Harold's pretty much being like speciesist towards Shrek. And after <sighs> dinner, there's this whole argument. Fairy Godmother learns from Fiona that she married uh, Shrek and not charming and it shows later harold in his room the bedroom with um lillian his wife and they're talking about the night and lillian's like honestly harold i think you should just be cool whatever and he's like he's like you don't understand he's a fucking ogre and <laughs> and, Good voice. thanks and so harold like opens the door to the balcony and lillian can't see him and he steps out onto the balcony and Prince oh, Charming. Beautiful shot. Beautiful shot of the carriage coming yeah, up. Yeah, I said Prince Charming, but I meant Fairy Godmother. Pulls up in her flying carriage next to the balcony and she goes, Get in, Harold. And he goes, Ah! And Lillian yells from the other room, What is it, Harold? And he's like, Oh, nothing. Just the old Crusades wound acting up. Which and is hilarious. It is a very good joke. That was like one of my favorites as a little kid because I'm like, Yeah. You know, it's funny because everybody's like, Oh, the old, like, I don't know. I don't know what an actual. You know, I guess you know, like the old um, like football wound. Or, yeah, you know, exactly, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Crusades is like funny because it's topical because it's like medieval Europe, whatever. <laughs> anyway, apparently, uh, we found that clip on YouTube because this was before we were doing the full watch through of all of the movies. We were just like, you know, farting around looking at funny YouTube videos, and we saw that video. And not only was it in this video, it was also in the full movie that we watched. So what I think happened was in, and we can confirm this, uh, maybe throughout, we'll kind of look it up in the background, but from my understanding, in the movie that is released, it's it's Crusades. Right. In like the early first batch of DVD copies, it's Crusade. But I think for some reason, from a certain year onwards, including TV, including streaming, including new DVDs, they dubbed it over with him saying hunting <laughs> yeah and, and it, it sounds terrible it, it doesn't even sound remotely like it sounds like distorted because it is it's just edited like just edited it, syllables like it sounds like someone around. with yeah. like m- hasn't even heard harold's voice before <laughs> yeah. and is just like trying to do it they're like hey uh well it doesn't sound we like can... english <laughs> <laughs> we had to like listen to it like five times to figure out what the fuck he's saying at first we thought it was an action wound which would have been right. maybe funnier than hunting maybe funnier <laughs> than crusades it's so stupid <laughs> an action wound. <laughs> but yeah it's just this asshole going hunting <laughs> you do a really good job which... of the fucking <laughs> hunting wound no it's <laughs> And what makes it even funnier, which we realized after when we actually, you know, got around to watching the full movie again, is that he says the actual word hunting normally, normal dialogue, like three times before and after. This yeah, movie. it's so true. He's like, father and son yeah. hunting trip. It's like, right. he uses it. They <laughs> could have easily copy pasted this crap. You know what I mean? They could have just taken the sound light of him saying hunting and edited it into that, you know, frame, uh, you know, scene. Yeah. And... For some weird reason, they didn't, and I just it intrigues me as to why. I wish I could know. <laughs> it was I like a last this. minute thing. I feel like they Guys, didn't really get this trending. 
If you guys put hashtag hunting wound, you actually get entered into the giveaway. <laughs> and we'll talk about what that giveaway is at the end. It's a very, very it's special a very giveaway. Lucrative giveaway. <laughs> lucrative. You will make money in this process. <laughs> you will a... make money, but you'll make you'll make memories. Something. Yeah, you'll make memories. Um, this is my entrepreneur. It's a very lucrative. I'm, I'm you're you're getting an opportunity like to step to... in on this on the ground floor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to sell them a timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lucrative giveaway. All you gotta do is type, follow the account, tag eight friends, yeah. and comment Hero your story. Comment. What was it? Was it just hunting, or was it hunting wound? Or I don't even remember. We should make it special. Actually, you know, make a little. We should do um. It should be hunting room, uh, hunting wound, <laughs> the hunting, hunting room. room. <laughs> no, yeah, it should be hunting room. Hashtag hunting room. Okay, there you go. That's specific. Now, people, enough. people who listen up to the giveaway and then stop. They're gonna be fucked. Yeah, because people are gonna listen up to it. They're gonna be, oh, oh, we're gonna go get in there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go. They pause. They know. They, they just close the podcast. Yeah, they close it. They're done. And they go do the giveaway, and they're like, "Oh, I gotta go take a shit," and then it's over, right? <laughs> they forget. They forget they didn't they forget, it. or they just don't want to because they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm getting everything I can get out of this." Now. Yeah, exactly. So, but the real ones are gonna know it's hunting room. Yeah, you know, if you type just hashtag hunting or hunting wound or whatever the original <laughs> one was, you're. F- you're fucking finished. You're finished. And if you do with your hashtag, journey. for some reason you do hashtag crusade wound, I'm going to delete your comment. <laughs> That's just, I'm reporting your comment. <laughs> I'm reporting your comment, deleting it, and I will be informing DreamWorks of your actions. <laughs> they will be pursuing legal <laughs> repercussions or something. I, I, I really, really want to know about the origins of why it sounds like that. Why they replaced it, first of all, because... It was if it was good enough to be rated by the theatrical association for theaters, why would they need to change it for a DVD release? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. My like, DVD of it has yeah, me too. Saint Crusades, you know. R- right, but then why is every other thing post two thousand like six hunting? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't get over how labored and disfigured it sounds it is it's it slows down it really <laughs> sounds like robotic it's distorted it's fucking batman and schneider cut <laughs> it's funny you mentioned acting because <laughs> when i held prince king king harold in my arms he was croaking and dying i made a promise anyway <laughs> that was good that was good <laughs> okay so <clears throat> another scene i love the uh, potion factory oh my god all right what so again scene. let's talk about this genius pacing once again before this we have puss in boots uh what did you say like combative encounter you said something he had a <laughs> it said shrek and donkey bested him in combat <laughs> <laughs> which is debatable because the yeah, only reason he I lost mean... is because of the hairball and Shrek just picking him up. Like, that was... Right. You know. Anyway. So that happens. You know, he commits his life to Shrek. They become good buddies. Well, and you, one of his nine lives. Yeah, one of his nine... Thank you. One of his nine lives. And, you know, we get the classic in-between where they're talking about Donkey. <laughs> He's so good, yeah. <laughs> they're, like, whispering about him and, like, looking at him. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, <clears throat> Not to and mention... You see, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just uh, continue what you were going to say. No, I was just going to keep going and say that it's it's great how this the dynamic of Puss and Shrek warming up to each other and Donkey feeling left out 
continues and it sets up obviously the potion moment later That's but also continues yeah. from that in-between scene into them walking into the yeah um, it's thing, so good into the, the factory uh, yeah yeah and uh also there's the the image of puss on shrek's shoulder is just great which never yeah. happens again like never happens again strange in the yeah. series <laughs> yeah that's interesting and then you, they walk in you get this funny sequence where they say uh, they're from the union yeah and they uh, represent <laughs> coming fairy godmother just go in <laughs> yeah, yeah they're uh fuck what do they say we represent all uh fairy tale fairy tale creatures, creatures both evil and benign and benign yep uh, a little <laughs> They don't even have dental. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you can move from that. You get to see the inside of this factory, which is iconic. You get those characters in there. Jesus. Um, censor that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to censor that? What do you think? I don't know. We don't want it to, you know how it uses like audio detecting to do targeted <laughs> ads. <laughs> yeah. We, we were trying to help you, the, the listener. We don't want you to have, we don't want you to have, targeted oh. ads oh it's gross yeah it's censored that's definitely <clears throat> censored okay but yeah no, so you have these weird looking things which we never we talked about we never find out or have any indication of what they are they're too short to be humans unless they're children but they have the voices of adult men well here's what we know right is that the guy at the beginning who is clearly an elf because he had pointed ears right that the you know the french guy who goes yes fairy godmother yes away you know he turns into a a, a dove right because right. we see his iconic hat and he has the same voice. But <clears throat> most of those little Among Us characters also turn into doves. There's the two that turn into the clock and the candle from Beauty and the Beast, which is anomalous. I don't know why they are the exception. But the rest of them turn into doves. Well, it's purely so, for the joke, obviously. Right, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Scientifically, though, it doesn't really make sense. But I don't know what we can determine that the French elf turns into a dove and the among us characters also turn into doves <clears throat> i don't know yeah it's interesting but they're they're funny to look at they have they have some good lines uh, i like That's when true. the one comes in uh, <laughs> monte cristo in there oh. <laughs> he was just leaving no yeah. um, anyway you see this uh great thing they go into fairy godmother's room like we said and she's making the love potion which she's going to give to harold later now why she's making such a vast quantity i don't know well, I tell you, it's because in the famous scene where it's revealed to Shrek that Charming is his, is her son, she says, or Harold says, you can't just make someone fall in love. And she goes, of course I can. I do it all the time. So oh. the fact that she does it all the time okay. is why she needs to make someone. You're saying she's just making a normal vat, exactly. which happens to coincide with this uh, sequence. <clears throat> well, she probably knew she'd be needing it. So right. she decided to make a brew or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking analyzing Fairy Godmother's behavior, <laughs> her work we, ethic. I think I think we've analyzed <laughs> worse than you know. Like we've, yeah. we've gone into way more detail into far more inconsequential things. Definitely true. For um, example, what species those characters are. And I have to keep censoring it, but <clears throat> I don't know, man. Coming out on the uh, what is it like sixteen year anniversary? I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, so TGIF, eh, Max? Also hilarious oh, yeah. joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh man, I love that since I was a kid. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, no, but you have the hilarious thing where she's throwing out all the books about how there's no ogres in the classic yeah, yeah. fairy tales. Pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hilarious joke. 
you know, you get name drops of the princesses who you'll see in Shrek the Third as well. True. Right? True. Um, we actually yeah. got a glimpse of a couple of them, at least Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty in the first one, mm-hmm. but they were on the game show. And when they're first pulling into Far, Far Away. Oh, they're also, yeah, they're on the red carpet at the end of Shrek too. And when they're first pulling into Far, Far Away, there's a few of their, like, mansions that you see, like, they're labeled with yeah. their names. I think the most iconic one being Rapunzel. Rapunzel, obviously, yeah. yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> and, uh, well, Rapunzel turns out to be a real bitch by Shrek. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She is. Can I say that? So... <laughs> you don't have a, no, yeah, you definitely can. What? She I mean, her, her actions literally constitute the definition. So yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so you get that scene, great, and then oh my god, you get the well, okay, well first I should say before you get the big musical scene, which is a masterpiece. True. You know, another great use of Shrek's soundtrack, and you get all these potion, this potion action, and it's just awesome. Um, then you have the scene of them getting the potion. You know, which beauty divine. <laughs> Man, you don't exactly smell like a basket of roses yourself. Actually, of course, yeah. Oh no, never mind. I was just gonna. I guess you're probably gonna talk about. it. I was just gonna talk about the uh, satisfyingness of you know. Yes, we talked about how this has, as as kids, you know. There, well, there are many satisfying points of this movie we talked about. Um, one being, for example, Puss ripping open the bag of coins that Harold gives him. Yeah, coins spilling out. Oh, you have well, engaged no. in my valuable services, Your Highness. <laughs> yeah so that's a satisfying one then the satisfying in this scene being when he <clears throat> cuts a circle into the glass and the takes dude, it out with his paw that oh is maybe like one of the most satisfying scenes in animated history it's just so nice to look at it's really awesome really uh pulls out also i think what's also just as satisfying strangely maybe this is just me but like when he pulls the bottle out and it doesn't fit i think that that sound and him <laughs> I might be. I don't, I don't know if, what I'm. I don't know. All in all, I think that everything involving the potions is satisfying. Definitely, donkey catching it in his mouth, donkey drinking it. Later. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like it pops out of his lips in little sparkles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that's the thing they were talking about in the yeah. behind the scenes in the first trick is the difficulty in animating liquids, which they use in the first one when. First of all, I, I remembered maybe my actual favorite scene in the first one isn't Robin Can't Hood. we settle this over a pint? That is good. That is good. But that's not what I was going to say. It's um the Gingy interrogation scene. It's oh, so yeah. Good. And when, when Farquaad slams down the glass of milk, it like sloshes. And even in the first one with those like limited 90s graphics, it still looks so good. And then they just make it even better with the potions in the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's great. And... Uh... Let's see. So that was great. You know, like we mentioned, uh, them taking the potion is satisfying. And um, also seeing, I, I love the touch of when they're walking away and they think it hasn't worked and <laughs> it's raining and the mushroom changes into a uh, flower. A rose, right? yeah. A rose, yeah, a rose. So, and like you said, I would just love to know what dragon turned into. I know. It's like, what could it have been? I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to think, but there's really no way to guess. I know. It's, I mean, ogre, ogre into human, kind of makes sense. Donkey into horse, horse makes total makes sense. sense. Yeah. So dragon Maybe it's into like a what? Bird? Like, some sort of bird because it has could be out. like yeah, a giant bird or like yeah, I don't know. Maybe a giant. Probably like I a phoenix like could, or something. You know. Like, true. I could totally see them doing like Godzilla joke though, something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, speaking of Godzilla jokes, after you, Mongo. <laughs> 
Mongo does the classic Godzilla roar. Of course. At the end. Uh, also, back to the potion really quick. I think we both agreed when we were watching it. If Donkey didn't stop Puss from drinking the potion, taste testing it, he probably would have turned into a tiger, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, or like a lion, you know, something like that. But something he has like the tiger that. stripes, so. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, and what's infamous now, um, I think, is one of the most recognized scenes from anyone our age who talks about Shrek from what I've seen, especially sure. Shrek 2, that is, is um the ending scene with the uh, I Need a Hero. Of course. Even as a kid, uh, I was like, this is badass. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just badass. It's a great musical number. And the cuts between them dancing and mm-hmm. Shrek breaking in with Mongo. Oh, yes. my God, dude. It's, it's awesome. so good. It's More heat, less foam. <laughs> <laughs> and when, obviously, you see, uh, you know, Puss gets to fight all those guards. And you yeah. get, I think, what is the peak of the, um, the Puss cute joke, right? Because, <clears throat> I mean peak i really like in the beginning of shrek 3 when he's outside the window and he does it and shrek just drops the curtain on him but you might be right with that just being like the best use of it like at that point they or dude on the joke enough where after it would be unfunny if they kept doing the same thing but they didn't so you're right yeah but i will have to admit when he first uses it on shrek and shrek like rubs his face against him (laughs) that is hilarious oh look at him (laughs) It's just a, look boots. at his wee little boots. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything about the main <clears> movie <throat> you want to say before we move into? It's so sad. Far, far away. It. it is. Um, um, let's see. Maybe a few of my favorite bits in it. Yeah. Obviously, the Friars Fat Boy is so. Funny. Oh, I forgot. What am I saying? Oh my that God. shit is so funny. <laughs> Welcome to Friars Fat Boy. How many take your order? Uh, you yes. gotta make me do something I really don't want to do. <laughs> You've ruined my diet. Okay, can I get a number? <laughs> yes. Two Renaissance wraps, no mail. I'll have the medieval meal. <laughs> yes, one medieval meal. Harold, do you have anything? Oh, no, I, I'm fine. I'm... <laughs> no, really. Fries, chili dog, anything. Dude, Prince Charming putting on the tiny little oh. paper Burger King crown is Great so funny. Yeah. It's genius. That's like up there with the pepper grinder. It's just so funny. And when they throw the axe at Harold. <laughs> yeah, this it. comes with the medieval meal. It's like a fucking <laughs> battle axe. Yeah. Oh, so good. What's my favorite? What's your favorite scene from the movie? I mean, like you said, man, it's, it is tough. Like I said, this is a perfect movie to me. Yeah. Um, I think that, well, I, I will say the, I think the first half is the, uh, well, what am I saying? No, it's what am I? I'm like so torn, you know. It literally, um, yeah. It's it's really hard. I think that <clears throat> one of my favorite. I think I would have to go with the. No, dude, I I don't even know. I'm lost. I'm lost. Like I I, I want to say one <laughs> thing and then I I think of another one and I'm like I don't know. It's so hard. It's just the all the all these great jokes are sprinkled so evenly throughout. Exactly. I can't yeah. choose it for that. And all the emotional moments are also perfectly paced. So I can't choose one that's better than the other. So it's like, it's like the entire, every scene is equally great. <laughs> it really is in its own way. Yeah. Um, that said, that said, I need some sleep. Oh, this is Fiona charming. Mrs. Is- <laughs> yeah. Oh, just uh, reading just, uh, a scary book. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah no I I don't know man that's it's a tough one did Dear did you night. say you had a favorite one 
I don't know, man. It's literally it. I was I, trying to think of one. I like made you go first so I could buy myself a little time and yeah. try and think you of one. It, it literally is so hard to choose. Like maybe the first. Okay, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I think well, my I favorite kid, scene. Yeah. When I was a kid, I think my favorite scene was when they first get to far, far away. I was gonna say the same. thing. It's like when they're walking through like downtown right. LA. Oh, and, and like, the all the references. And yeah. The, yeah. Like verse archery, like mm-hmm. ye old knavery or whatever it's called. Yeah, no. As a kid, one hundred percent far far away scene in the it beginning. was awesome yeah going into the castle scene for mm-hmm. sure the dinner classic dinner. and then i think it was also kind of the i need a hero scene it was just incredible mm-hmm. but now it's like i love i think charming is one of my favorite characters <laughs> i think he is such a good character he is so funny oh, do you think so <laughs> yeah like that scene might be my new favorite is the whole um shrek returning to far far away as a human up to him going to the bar and when he discovers mm-hmm. that and then i guess that leads directly into the nights on nights and then that to the That's prison insane. break it's all and then that into, it's literally you can't yeah it literally flows so perfectly as a unit that you don't even feel like you can break it up into that's what i'm saying yeah and, yeah so it's so charming <laughs> do you think so dad and you do the voices spot on a lot of practice, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> no so I can say on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, and then another great part, you know, I consider this as part of Shrek 2 when I think about it. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, far, far away, idol. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, pick me. Pick me. <laughs> yes, donkey. Even you. <laughs> Fucking the narrative. Yeah. Um,. But yeah, no, Far, Far Away Idol. I mean, do you think that there's a possibility that someone out there had Shrek 2 on DVD as a kid and somehow didn't see Far, Far Away Idol? I don't know if it's possible. I, I, it's like, le- okay, I think it's more likely that they haven't seen, that they've seen Shrek 2 on DVD and didn't see Far, Far Away Idol than it is likely that they saw Shrek 1 on DVD and didn't see the karaoke dance party. That's that's what I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, okay. mathematically speaking. Well, because... It- from what I don't know if we talked about this, but from my memory, the karaoke is directly attached to the movie. It's not a separate selection on the DVD. Right. You watch the movie and then you see the karaoke either after the credits or you know it's yeah, it's exactly, attached. Exactly. You don't have to go back to the menu. So I think that's different than because far far away. If, and I see this clearly in my head. I swear I haven't looked it up since. But obviously you have the iconic DVD screen. The choosing. Oh, oh my god. One of the best DVD screens of all time. It might look Um, a little familiar to the audience. Yeah, you it it looks a little familiar. Um it's funny because we (laughs) thought we would use that because there would be more people on the podcast. (laughs) It's just now we have to decide. (laughs) We have to decide what we're gonna do about that. Um but yeah, so you click like the extras and then it's you know when Fiona is on the balcony after her fight with Shrek and the bubbles are up there? yeah in the sky that's what the extras are and you click it far far away idle and it's like and then it starts that makes sense Um, obviously this probably isn't really relevant but it's a the point is that it's a separate you know you have to click something three times on your dvd player to get to it versus karaoke which is attached that's the point right yeah anyway for those you're right yeah go ahead yeah no i was yeah (laughs) 
That's all I was gonna say. This is like when Shrek is like talking over Donkey like intentionally. And the, oh, the that's really immature. <laughs> oh, I guess you're a stupid ogre. <laughs> yeah. Are we there yet? Yes. 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 Hello. What? <laughs> you were offline. It said you were offline for a second. You just, went, you, just you just went, and then it like phased out. Like, robotically. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope the recording caught that. I might leave that in. That was pretty True. hilarious. Real quick. You're talking about far, far away idol. Ooh. Um, so, I guess I'll... For those who don't know, it's a spoof, obviously, of American Idol. And, basically, Shrek and Fiona are joined by Simon Cowell, who shows up um, wearing a, his normal outfit, but slightly more medieval. And they say, hey, guys, let's... Let's do this. Let's have play a little game. <laughs> like, what does he say? Like, um, I don't remember. Okay, here we go. All right, I'll tell you. Okay. okay. So, for those who don't remember, Shrek Two ends with Puss and Donkey singing their rendition of "Living the Vida Loca," and this takes place. Well, there's the after there, credit scene. There's the after credit scene. Well, okay. Here, do you want to know something funny? Okay. On the uh, Shrek wiki, it says that Far Far Away Idol takes place before Donkey discovers he is a father. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. So, anyway, so Donkey and Puss are just, like, on the stage alone, me and, like, still singing, and Shrek and Fiona come walking towards them, and Gingy is there, and he says if they, sh- they should quit singing because it's giving him a headache. <clears throat> Fiona's like, they're actually not that bad. And then Simon Cowell shows up, and he's like, he's seen he's seen better, you know? Right. You know, referencing American Idol. And then Shrek says that the competition hasn't even started yet. Um, which is funny, we, we talked about because it's like, was this pre-planned? <laughs> <laughs> like, like they'd, they're like, alright. So after our big climactic, like, <laughs> after I revert me and Fiona to our normal selves, you guys wanna... Because, like, Prince Charming is there too, and, like, Hook, and, like, all these ugly yeah. sisters. Hook wasn't a villain in this movie, though. He was literally, like, no. just the pianist at the... Right. The Poison Apple Tavern. Mm-hmm. But Charming is there after he died. Oh no, he didn't die. He was just knocked out. He was just knocked right. out. But yeah, he's just there singing with them, like having fun in this jovial competition. Um, and then yeah, so they all do little renditions of uh, covers of songs. It's hilarious. Each yeah. one is like topical to the character, right? Yes. Big Bad right. Wolf sings "Hungry Like the Wolf." Mm-hmm. You know, Jinji uh, uh, sings "Sugar" by the Archies to the Sugar Plum Fairy. Yes. Who we'll talk about? Maybe later. <laughs> uh, I will. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So each character sings their own little song. It's great. Donkey sings uh, Burn, Baby Burn. And then mm-hmm. Dragon Burns His Tail, which is funny. Which is funny that it takes place after he learns he's right. a father, but Dragon is already there, so it physically can't Yeah, I don't know place. if I trust that. I yeah. am currently discrediting that as we speak. I think they're saying that because the babies aren't around. You know, it doesn't like matter. Think- it doesn't fucking matter if Donkey's singing with Dragon. It clearly takes place after he learns he's a father because Dragon didn't make herself known to be in Far Far Away to Donkey. So where do you think the babies are? They're probably in the, like, fucking rafters or something. I don't know. Maybe they're asleep. In, <laughs> they're in asleep. Sleep. They're in the prop room or something. I don't know. Do you think that they should have included a scene that showed that they're, like, a, even just a quick shot of well, them obviously asleep? Obviously, any excuse for more shrek content even if it's one frame but i mean yeah i guess they probably should have but it doesn't really matter because it's just easy to assume they're not on screen instead of being some fucking pinhead p 
pea brain <laughs> needle nose fuck editing the Shrek wiki saying that it takes place before. If you're gonna if you're gonna say that, then just say that it's not canon. Okay, you I can think say it's funny that we we like making fun of people who run the Shrek wiki, but we're like talking about it with the intensity of someone who would okay. use the Shrek wiki. If you're gonna say Okay, if, if you're gonna edit the page if, well, No, literally, if you're gonna make the point, if you're gonna <clears throat> if you're going to make the point of editing the Shrek wiki and saying the specific timeline in which the after credit scene and Far Far Away Idol take place, then at least make it fucking coherent. Because right. it is very clear in the after credit scene that Donkey is surprised to see Dragon, right? He's like, oh, Dragon, right. you're here, and I'm a fucking father, you know? <laughs> if he had already been singing and dancing with Dragon before that, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't react like that. And she wouldn't have hid the babies from him up until that point if they'd already, okay, you know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? I get what you mean. Um, so, they all sing their songs, and then you, the viewer on your DVD player, is given a choice. You get to choose who wins Far, Far Away Idol, okay? And, I mean, how do I describe this next part? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know. Like, it's so hard to explain it. It's such a good joke. So if you... Oh, wait, didn't we talk about... I don't know if we we don't have to do this, but I think we did mention that this is, like, the one thing we won't spoil just because of how Uh, good of a bit it is. It is good, but the question is, will people actually go out of their way to go watch that, Far, Far Away Idol? That's you know? true. That's true. And I'm starting to think that maybe that's not the case. They probably I, won't. But how do you even explain the bit? It's such a... Well, so if you, you know, pretend you're <laughs> pretend you're five years old, right? And you have the Shrek 2 DVD and you're like, oh boy, all my favorite characters are up here. Who am I going to choose? Who had the best song, right? And you're like, okay, Donkey. Donkey had a good song. You choose Donkey, and Donkey goes, Hey, I won! Burn, baby, burn. It's a disco infant, right? And it's like, bye, everybody. You had a great, great day at uh, Far, Far Away. I'll see you next time, right? Then you go, oh, what about Puss in Boots? I wonder what, he, if, what happens when he wins. And he goes, these boots are made for, right? Yeah. Great, wonderful ending, right? And then, of course, come on. You gotta do Shrek and Fiona. It's, it's fucking Shrek. And they do their song. You're like, wow. I don't remember There's what so many. Is. Their song is, um, what I like about you. Oh, yeah, yeah. The romantics. And, uh, yeah, the romantics. And you're like, wow, this is great. Really great kudos to the folks at DreamWorks for doing 16 different endings. Right. Well, there's, away idol. Yeah, and then there's like you 10 go, choices here, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you go, okay. <laughs> Doris. Okay, Doris, the ugly stepsister. Larry King. I really liked his song. Girls I just want, want to have fun. <laughs> I, which was awesome, by the way. It was, yeah. Looking, we, well, we didn't talk about it really, but Larry King is ugly stepsister. It's just, oh yeah, it's so funny. Perfect. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, you go. Hey, I want Larry King to win. You click Larry King, and also I should mention that when you choose a winner, uh, a little dove flies over and drops an envelope into Simon Cowell's hands, <laughs> and he goes, "Donkey, puss." Shrek and Fiona. Yeah, he announced. Yeah, right. Yeah. He announces the winner. So you choose Doris and flap, flap, flap. Drop the envelope. <laughs> Simon Cowell has the envelope, and he goes. He opens it and he says, uh, "I don't think so. <laughs> it's me, everyone. 
what is a man? He jumps on the table and he's singing some Frank Sinatra. Yeah, um, he, it, he, he sings My Way by Frank Sinatra, but it just uses the actual audio of Frank Sinatra singing. <laughs> it's not even Simon Cowell singing. And then you go, wow, that's funny. That's a good bit. I guess. Yeah, well, he, I guess he didn't want Doris to win. <laughs> I guess I guess Doris didn't. Maybe Larry King didn't record his lines, you know? Yeah. And then you go, okay, um, what about uh, Prince Charming? I really like that. Big butts and I cannot lie. No, it was I'm Too Sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mixed up with the karaoke. Yeah. Um, I'm too sexy for I'm so sexy it hurts. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, you go, okay, Prince Charming, let's give him his time in the sun. And flap, 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 drop the envelope, opens, and he goes, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's me, everyone. What is a man? <laughs> is anyone sensing a pattern here? Or Yeah. So, for the... All of the seven contestants, besides Shrek and Fiona, Donkey and Puss, it is the exact same clip of. Actually, okay, that's not true. So every time Simon opens the letter, he goes, "The next contestant is," and then there's a unique clip of him saying. There's seven different clips of him insulting right. it. He's like, "You've got to be kidding! This is ridiculous." Nope, I don't think. I so, don't think so. That's the best one. one. Yeah. And he has all of these. But then, after those unique sayings, and every single seven other ones, in the exact same audio clip, he goes, It's me, everyone. And then sings Sank Fucking My Way by Frank Sinatra. The same audio, the same video. Every time. Mm-hmm. It's actually such a hilarious bit. It literally is so and funny. we talked about it extensively. Like, is it... Did they just not get around to getting the other people to sing, you know, recording <laughs> production-wise? Did they not have the money production-wise? Did they intentionally choose this as a bit? Like, we don't know. And then I, I, one thing I've been saying is, imagine being a little kid and wanting, uh, you know, trying to choose a different character each time. And every time you do it, fucking Simon Cowell jumps on the table and sings Frank Sinatra, you know? Yeah. I feel like it, it would be so disappointing. Uh, to to choose, but someone, yeah, being sentient now and no longer like a really small kid, I think it's like a it's hilarious, hilarious bit. It's, it's and the a, thing is, yeah. when the three things that can actually win, you know, Shrek, Fiona, Puss, and Donkey, mm-hmm. when they win, it doesn't even have any new dialogue. I guess there's like right. a little bit where he's like, "I won," and that's it, and the rest yeah. of it just repeats the audio from them actually singing the song. Right, and it's the same. Well, no matter which you choose, even the It's Me, Everyone, the background is all the fairy tale creatures standing there and dancing. Exactly. In a so, line. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they literally just did it for the bit because it's fucking hilarious. It wasn't even budgeting at that point, you know? And fun fact, it's because it's on Netflix. It's under one of the DreamWorks yeah. shorts right now. If you, you can go watch it, guys. Go watch it. Canon. The canon ending, <laughs> according to Netflix, because obviously you can't choose. It's Netflix. Right. So when it gets to that part... It, there's no voting screen. It just goes, the bird flaps over, and he goes, it's me, everyone. And that's it. Yeah. That's the whole... And unless, <laughs> like, we're, thinking the of the, thing. unless yeah. we're thinking of the Shrek multiverse theory, that there's only <laughs> then there's only one true Shrek timeline that is canonical. So there can only be one vote where one, someone's a true winner. And I guess we have to believe it's the one that's on the official Netflix upload. Also, apparently, the updated version of the Shrek 2 disc, if you buy it. I don't know after what point that is. I think it's after like... Probably like two years. Yeah, probably something like that. It does the same thing as Netflix, where it goes straight to Simon voting himself. No, wait, you can't choose? No. I mean, that's it says, fucked up. That's what it says on the Shrek wiki. I just pulled it up, and it says that 
the voting part is skipped and goes straight to Simon on the updated oh, disc. Dude, I feel really bad for anyone who has a late stage Shrek DVD. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> fandom <laughs> user on in 2013 comments on the Far Far Away Idol Shrek wiki page. I thought Doris was a boy. <laughs> that's hilarious. They also put all the endings here. If you choose Pinocchio, Simon Cowell says, no, you've got to be joking. <laughs> you choose Ugly Stepsister, he says, sorry, that is complete rubbish. Where you choose you Big Bad. This? <laughs> this is on the underneath the plot section. Um, oh, and it shit. says, if you choose Big Bad Wolf, he says, impossible. I'm going to allow it. If you choose Prince Charming, he says the best one. Please. I don't think so. <laughs> if you choose Three Blind Mice, he says, oh, this is also funny. Sorry, I'm afraid you chose wrong. <laughs> yeah. If you choose Gingy, he's, he guffaws and says, now you're being ridiculous. And if you choose finally Captain Hook, he says, that is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's hilarious. Anyway, yeah. Far, far, wild. Beautiful experience. Please just go make your vote. I voted yeah. for the Big Bad Wolf, but apparently uh, that was impossible, and Simon Cowell wouldn't allow it. <laughs> I mean, now that we've rediscovered it, I definitely remember it in my head now, that happening. I think that I was more of a donkey chooser, because uh, his was pretty iconic. But True. as a good one. Also gotta give Gingy and the Sugar Plum Fairy some well-deserved love. Yeah, apparently they also had like a website yeah, I saw um, that. That's, that expired in... 2004 <laughs> the year but, it was made <laughs> yeah i was like what <laughs> i can't believe that on the updated version of shrek 2 the voting part is skipped i know that's so messed up like that's the whole point of having it on dvd you know what i mean like the entire thing is based around it being on dvd and being able to roam <laughs> around on it yeah i mean it's still entertaining but only if you didn't know that there was a time when you could vote you know right then it's just like oh that's a funny ending you know right I think um, also it had some other great extras. Uh, there was one that I told you about where it's a trivia game and it starts where you're Shrek and you are at the beginning of the red carpet and you have to answer Shrek trivia and fairy tale trivia to move forward in on the red carpet. And it's like, like, it's like a little board game. Like it rolls dice, I think, from what I remember. And the bird poops too. It's great. Um, nice. But yeah. No, it's, it's Shrek 2 DVD is iconic. <laughs> so, wow, we've spent so much time talking about specifically Shrek 2 and its extras. Yeah, we really have, uh, you know, <clears> just <throat> kind of, dude, once you, once you start on the Shrek wiki, you're sucked in, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> so next up, after Far, Far Away Idol, I believe is Shrek the Third. Shrek the Third, which you have a pretty interesting take about Shrek the Third that... I think that most people don't have, which is why I say it's interesting. That's um, true. But it's not like an outlandish take either. Right. I think that most people are probably 50-50. So, sh- do you want me to share it? Yeah. All right. Well, I used to think it was better than the first one. I thought Oof. the order was Shrek 2, Shrek 3, Shrek. One, 4. Right. And then at that point, when I had that opinion, I hadn't even seen 4. Right. Um, but especially after rewatching it, I think... I don't know how long the timeline has been, but several times in the recent future. And by future, I mean past. Um, I do think it's not as good as the first one, but it is still 
an incredible movie. I love Shrek the Third. It is, I would argue, it's equally as good as the first one, but less influential. Interesting. Yeah, no, I think my take was uh, that it is a solid entry. It is a good animated movie, you know, because it's a Shrek movie that is in the fourth one, right? I mean, it's going to be a good movie. Right. Um, however, I think that it being the first Shrek movie not directed by Andrew Adamson and not having some of the same writers definitely is showing. Not necessarily for better or worse, but it's showing. And I think that especially after watching Shrek 2 the day before, you know, we watched it the next day, it was very visceral to me. So that kind of dampened my my outlook a little bit. Um, that said, even though I think the plot is a little lacking, I think that it has some great jokes. <laughs> I mean, there's so many we could go through. That's um, true. I think one of my favorite ones that come to mind like when I just start thinking of it is when the gingerbread man, is his life is passing, you know, before his eyes. Yeah. And uh, you see that he's was was or is married, which gets brought up again. Uh, in, I, I don't in, think he uh, is anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, I think another reason you probably uh, like this one, I think, is or adding to your liking of it is that Prince Charming is the villain. You know, That's true. Up, That's true. He's developed, you know, he developed <clears throat> his own villain. When we did talk he, about it does kind of feel like he he's written right. noticeably differently. He has different yeah. behaviors, different thought process than I feel like the character from Shrek 2 would. But mm-hmm. I still I just I just love Prince Charming. You know, I right. mean. He still has some great lines, and Rupert Everett does a great job with the voice. It's just, you know, it's just hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was just a little weird going from Shrek 2 and his, like, bumblingness. That's to true. beginning of Shrek 3 where he's like, I'm going to make a plan and take down far, far away. Like, right. It's just a little bit, you know, like I said. Um, but yeah, and then we have the introduction of Justin Timberlake's character. Look, Arty. Uh <laughs> Well, Just I guess I'd I'd set the mood for your big heart to heart. I chat. think that, that my favorite component of the movie has to be there from when Shrek starts sailing the boat to when he gets back. I think yeah. obviously because you have included in that you have the ship scenes and the dream sequence, and you have the high school scene and the Merlin scenes. Yeah, exactly. Which are the heart, the beating heart of this movie. Specifically, if I because it's. You know, not to like roast the movie, but it is easier to choose a favorite scene oh, in Shrek 2. And yeah. I think it's kind of a large block, but at least it's more narrowed down than I could ever do with Shrek 2. Is I think my favorite scene is when they first go to high school and then the scene after <laughs> high school where they're at Merlin's house, right? Yeah. Just that little block there is so good. And I think yeah, there I might agree. be probably some interjections where it shows back and far far away with fiona and charming but the main part that i think is the best is them at high school and then with merlin mm-hmm. yeah and i think that because of the different crew i think that this that this really is the turning point in the feel of shrek the world of shrek i think that shrek one and two have a very spe- like shrek one very specific uh, feel to the world and tone Shrek 2 expands on that in so many amazing ways, like we said. And Shrek 3, well, it does expand on it in the sense that, like, you're seeing things you haven't seen before. You're seeing the high school. You're seeing this wizard, you know. It has, like I said because earlier, it has a different tone. And that kind of leads into Shrek 4, which has a even more different tone. And I would argue that it almost 
to me makes the world feel a little smaller because it's like you have one which is like whoa and then you have two which is like whoa look i can't believe they did that you know and then you have three or four which is like it's kind of this you know status quo more or less to me um if that makes sense uh but not to say that it's bad again i think that a lot of this movie is us just saying stuff like that where it's like we have these I won't speak for you, you, I guess, but because I, I won't know if you have anything else to say. But for me, at least, I can say that I have these gripes. You know, I have all these little things, little pieces and developmental things and tonal things. And then I'm like, but it's still not a bad movie. You know, I'm constantly like kind of adding that tagline because it's not a bad movie. You keep saying not bad. Do you think it's a good movie? I think, I mean, define good movie. Uh oh. I'm not, it's it's so hard for me. <laughs> so because I think that my expectations were set so high by the first two, I think that's it. I guess that's you know? fair. When when I'm trying to judge the, the direct, movies, yeah, like preceding film in the series is the mm-hmm. greatest film of all time. It's really right. You know, I think in a way it kind of reminds me of some of the Star Wars movies in the sense that that's the like for example, I guess the most recent example would be like with the sequel trilogy, where it's like you have three. Well, suppose it was supposed to be three, but you have different directors for each movie, right? You have J.J. Abrams, Force Awakens, and then you have Ryan Johnson coming in. And, you know, personally, I liked Ryan Johnson's take a lot more. So when it changed back to J.J. Abrams in the third movie, it's like, you see where I'm kind of getting at? Like having, I think the biggest thing that I'm kind of apportioning all my gripes with is the fact that the different director and writers have changed the scope for me. That doesn't make it a bad movie, but because I'm so used to and I and I love the other scope so much, you know, even though it's not 100 percent different, it's gonna mess with my kind of rating scale of the movie. Right. That's um, fair, but that's that's where I'm at. If that makes sense, so that's why I'm trying to say it's not a bad movie. It's not, but then again, it's not. If I'm gonna rewatch, you know, if I had a my you know a CD case full of an, all the animated movies, I'm like, I want to watch a Shrek movie. This is my third choice you know what i mean right i understand yeah um there's a lot of your thoughts on it that i do agree with i think the main storyline is a little lackluster it's kind of like it's not nearly as creative as right shrek 2 obviously shrek 1 is the very basic hero's journey but that's intentional because it's a direct parody of it you know and it was like so monumentally influential when it did that shrek 2 is like a genius web that this story you know like mm-hmm. encompasses it's all these turns and unique ideas shrek 3 is kind of lame when it comes to that but i think the reason i enjoy it so much i think it's just the jokes and the bits you know like all the little things i think they have like a lot of the time the same feeling as a lot of the bits in shrek 2 you know like the charming charming putting on the burger king crown you know that has like a similar feel to me as like just the little jokes from Shrek three where I don't know they're I'm trying to think of an example. For example, they're at the high school and you have like the guy stumbling out of the carriage and a bunch of smoke pours out and the guy's like, hello, bro, you're burning all my frankincense and myrrh. You know, it's like a very similar kind of style that feels very yeah. Shrek to me. Yeah, that's fair. Obviously, I feel like the high school and the Merlin scene is yeah, so and that's why they're my favorite. Jokes. They're so dense. I think that's why it's my favorite portion. Yeah, definitely. Is because definitely. it's dense with jokes, and they feel like, even though they're not exactly the same um, style as the other jokes in the first two movies, 
it's in the same realm. Exactly. You know, it doesn't feel out of question that Shrek would make these jokes, like how I feel about Shrek 4, where it's like, oh, what the word they're doing there, you know? You made the funny. Yeah, <laughs> Shrek 4 is definitely going to be an interesting topic. Yeah. yeah, like Donkey having the paper that says, I sucketh. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, there are some hilarious jokes in this movie. And it's what we said. It's 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 exactly what we said. I'm not trying to go in circles here, but yeah. Um, and I will say, I said this earlier to you. I think I don't. I think Justin Timberlake kind of phoned it in with this animated voice. Dude, uh, I like it. I think it's good. I'm a I'm a big Justin Timberlake fan. I don't think it's bad, but I think there are parts where I'm definitely like, it doesn't seem to fit as well as every other voice actor in the scene. That's all. Okay. Well. I mean, he's holding candles to some of the best true, voice acting, like true. Antonio Banderas, Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers. You know, it's right. it's like, dude, Rupert Everett again. Maybe my favorite from the series voice acting. Oh yeah. Maybe John Lithgow though. Those two are like <laughs> up there. They're so good. But you know, it's hard. It's hard for this. It's hard. It's 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 just really hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's good. Um. Yes. So here's some quick facts. Okay. This is uh, Prince Charming is the only antagonist in the franchise to appear in two movies. Okay, this is the only Shrek movie where Shrek doesn't growl at anyone or roar at anyone. This is the last film of the series where Shrek is seen getting kicked in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a funny fact that's on this IMDb page. Is he in the first one? I know he hits his well, groin. I guess like the stairs. I guess okay, fine. It's the last film where he is harmed in the it doesn't say that <laughs> no i'm saying that because, oh, okay, okay, okay. because of your your uh well i'm just asking because there might be a scene that i'm not remembering where he gets kicked in the groin in the first room does robin hood kick him i was in thinking the maybe the merry men scene you got them no i don't think <laughs> of course you got them and um in shrek 3 it's when he's at the costume he's like i worked on it all night <laughs> yeah if this were real that would have been agonizingly painful. Again, that is hilarious. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There are so many great jokes in Shrek Three that make up for the um, lackluster plot, but it's never going to be in the level of Shrek One or Two, which is why I'm saying it's in that tier. You know, yeah, that's what makes it so hard to evaluate against the other ones. Um, so yeah, no, the groin, groin hard. Interesting um, fact. Interesting fact. Seth Rogen's uh, <laughs> act in this is uh, awesome. Incredible. He has like four lines. This land is ho. <laughs> yeah, land ho. There goes my hip all aboard and you're finished with your journey. Uh, John Krasinski was also <laughs> at a cameo. <laughs> to the showers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's... Oh man, that was that was funny. Um, anything yeah. else you want to say about Shrek Three? <sighs> let's see. Any uh, quick facts? Oh, I love the first of all. I love the setup where it's like the foreshadowing where it starts. The first scene is Prince Charming in like a really shitty dinner theater play mm-hmm. that ends with the prop tower falling <laughs> on him, and then the actual fin- like climax finale of the movie he's in an actual giant spectacle play and he dies when the real tower falls on him and also just the play in general that he puts on at the end is i think that is actually shrek too creative for the story that instead of just 
trapping him because he caught Shrek. He captured him. Right. Instead of like just killing him or whatever, he like literally directs a fucking play where the story yeah. is him killing Shrek. I, I think that's really funny. I think that yeah. Happy birthday to D. Happy birthday to D. <laughs> so true. Do you no. mind? Do you mind? <laughs> Boring. Again, that was hilarious, and I'm I'm starting to kind of re remember again all Dude. these. Yeah, the happy scenes. birthday to the you just remind me that that is fucking funny yeah no, i'd definitely be down to rewatch it again i'm not saying i wouldn't want to rewatch it you know i'm just trying to just trying to put it down I, that reminds me as well um you know when shrek is trying to relate to Artie and he uses all those teenage <laughs> yeah. slang yeah. um you probably know it better than i do uh but I that don't. scene okay <laughs> also hilarious to me and also yeah. um it was improvised by mike myers really where are you yeah. finding this uh imdb bro IMDb trivia, okay. yeah. So that's uh, really interesting because it's one of the funnier jokes, I think. Not that they're unfunny jokes. It's one of my favorite jokes. That is a good one. Yeah. I didn't even know they had trivia on IMDb. They do. Anyway, if uh, once again, last call for Shrek Three Thoughts. Uh, did you know Antonio Banderas voiced Puss in Boots in English, <laughs> Spanish, Mexican, Italian, and Japanese? Yeah, I saw that. What the hell? That's pretty crazy. That is insane. That reminds me of like when uh in Gar- when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, Vin Diesel was like, Yeah, I voiced then they released this promo of him doing it. They're like, Yeah, I voiced ev- all my group lines in ten different languages and it's like, okay, you had to read like three lines from a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like his only line is I am Groot. Right. So <laughs> I don't know, fucking Vin Diesel. You're soy Groot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's a funny one. Um no, he made the funny. <laughs> Dude, apparently Eric Idle is like just a fucking retarded <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Did you see that fact? I saw his name and I kept scrolling. Dude, it's so stupid. So you know in the play at the beginning with the Happy Birthday 2D, it shows right. Prince Charming riding like a fucking horse on a stick. And there's some mm-hmm. guy with a coconut shells doing the hoof sound effects. Apparently Eric Idle saw the movie and publicly admonished the creators of the movie claiming they're stealing the joke from monty python and the holy grail i'm like dude if you've seen any shrek movie first of all (laughs) first of all according to this trivia page he failed to realize that coconuts have been used as horf hooves since the days of radio so that was even before monty python second of all the whole point of shrek is like all of these little jokes they like constantly are referencing other movies intentionally exactly it's literally a direct reference it's it's like that's like if fucking the creators of Godzilla got mad at fucking Mongo, Mongo <laughs> using the sound effect. You know what I mean? It's like shut yeah. up, Eric Idle. You're not even cool enough to voice Harold. They had to get the better Monty Python. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Shrek three. We said what we said. Yes. So, yeah. Next Can't up, take guys. it back. Can't take it back. Same year, Shrek the Halls. <laughs> this is uh. DreamWorks' first TV special ever. Like I said, uh, well, I guess I didn't say it on a podcast. I said it to you. It was the it, was, it like aired on ABC in between movies, and it was this big thing they promoted where it's like Shrek the Halls coming out this Christmas on the twenty five days of Christmas on ABC. Right. And yeah, so Shrek the Halls for people who don't know is uh, Shrek, and he's like the his family who you know he now has Fiona and the babies. They're like, oh, we're going to celebrate our first Christmas together. And he's like, uh, I don't know what Christmas is. So he, like, you know, spends 
the movie trying to figure out what it is. But he's keeping it a secret from Fiona because right. he wants to surprise her with the perfect Christmas. Right. He wants to do really good for her. He's embarrassed and that he's his, never had one. Right. And in his efforts to make the perfect Christmas, he gets really pissed off when Donkey and his fairy tale friends show up and they try to, uh, you know, include themselves in right. his Christmas. And he kind of scares them off. And that kind of pisses Fiona off. And he has to realize that Christmas is about uh, your whole family, you know, friends and all. So it's a really tight little 30 minute production. I think that yeah, go ahead. I think it had the same returning cast, right? I will double check. Yes, it did. It did, yeah. Yes. Same cast. We're gonna talk about how um I think it is one second, one second. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Conrad Vernon, of course, gingerbread man loyalty. Man has been I think there was like very, very few instances, if any, that we saw where he didn't voice Gingy from the first movie. All of the movies, I want to say all of, if not at least most of the shorts, you know? Mm-hmm. And he also, of course, voiced Mongo, and I think directed Shrek 2. Yeah, he did? Well, Shrek. there was like three directors. Yeah, he co-directed right. with two other guys. Yeah. Which is insane, because it's the best one. Yeah, he has commitment. Like like you said, he was he's in essentially every property that his character is in, yeah. so it's pretty cool, good or bad. <laughs> that's a fun fact okay so you know how Stiltskin has like a one line in shrek the third yeah and then is a completely different character in shrek 4 mm-hmm. that one line is conrad vernon in shrek the third oh that's which insane. is which is pretty funny he just literally says like Stiltskin <laughs> and then like answers a question or something i just think oh, we'll get to that with shrek 4 i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no um I mean, Shrek the Holzer is not too much to talk about, but it is much better than we were both expecting. Uh, it had some funny bits when they're, especially when Gingy, Donkey, and Puss are trying to tell their Christmas stories. And, uh, you know, you get enormous Waffle Santa, and he's licking Shrek's foot, which is like a callback <laughs> to Madagascar. True, true. Right. A callback. I don't know if yeah, it is, but it kind of... You're biting my butt. What? No, I'm not. I'm kind of stripes. 36, 37, Alex, Looks like you're uh, white with black stripes. Alex, Actually, <laughs> do you think I'm a steak? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? See, I told you. Wait. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I can't wait for the Madagascar episode, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Not to... Yeah. So, you got that. You got... Uh, Gingy, Gingy's story. Oh, excuse me. You get Gingy's horrifying story about his girlfriend Susie, who was getting eaten by Santa Claus. Actually, fucking eaten, which is it was pretty fucked insane. up. Yeah, like he literally watched his girlfriend get eaten alive, and no one takes his story seriously. Well, they said it was a lie, and he's like, "You weren't there." Yeah, exactly. But I guess we can't fully trust him because since scared shitless, he's a confirmed an unreliable narrator if scared shitless is actually canon which is a whole other issue for reasons we'll get into <laughs> all right yeah we'll talk about that but uh i think that's pretty much it i mean you know shrek learns the importance of family and he tells his own story about ogre claws which is him dressed up as santa and it's a happy ending and i think this is kind of in the same vein as 
Well, it's not as like legendary as uh, Ghost of Farquaad for sure, but no, but it also, you mean, like, it's yeah. very smooth kind of after story that doesn't feel out of place and it feels right. natural. All right, uh, any last thoughts on Shrek the Halls? No. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Shrek Forever After. This is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Shrek Forever After is a uh <laughs> it's a two thousand ten uh film. Yeah. Right, we can say that. <laughs> we can can we say that? Did you okay, I had forgotten about this. I had read this the other day, I forgot to tell you or ask you. Do you remember when it was promoted as Shrek the Final Chapter? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is okay. it not called that? I know it's called Shrek like four. No, is it not called the final the chapter? Official, anymore? like when it came out. Oh, forever after, of course. Yeah, forever after. Yeah, I always just use those names interchangeably and never really think about it. Yeah, it's definitely not as niche as the Great Escape, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that some other time. Um, so 2010. You're not ready for that, but your kids will love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so it's a uh, 2010 uh, fourth installment in the Shrek franchise. It was directed by. Again, a different person, Mike Mitchell, and uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, how do I get into this? This is like, do I just say the plot, or does it even deserve yeah. an exact? <laughs> give a give the exact opposite of a plot as I did. Okay, so Shrek has kids and he hates it, so he doesn't want them anymore. But then he does. Okay, maybe a little more than that. <laughs> Introduce the Flash multiverse <laughs> timeline thing. All right. So, King Harold and Queen Lillian are at their wits' end, okay? They want their <laughs> daughter back, okay? They they need their daughter. <laughs> you know, even though the other ones who put her in the castle, like, yeah, not I never too long ago. understood that. I think we didn't talk about We didn't even talk about this movie to each other after we watched it. What do we even do? I feel like we watched, like, Scared Shitless or something. We literally know. watched, like, all of the shorts because we didn't want to fucking wait for them the next day. Right, right. Because we knew we had to watch the... Two hour and ten minute musical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. So Yeah, so wait, why did they need to fucking make a deal to get her back when they're the ones who had her locked away? I guess because the, they, they were the like, no one's gonna save her. Because they made the deal with the fairy godmother, obviously. Right, they made the deal with the fairy godmother that to lock her away. To lock her away and that Charming was gonna save her. Right. But Charming again, that's something also we talked about we didn't get into. Charming takes like ten years. <laughs> Literally, he apparently, I don't know where people are getting this. According to multiple Shrek wikis, Prince Charming takes 10 whole years to find Princess Fiona, and he's obviously late. We had, like, um, a th- literally, like, over an hour discussion that we don't need to get into now, <laughs> trying to figure out how it took him 10 years, because obviously... In he's an multi- idiot. In multiple, yeah, exactly. That's what it boils down to, because multiple instances, it's proven that Shrek can walk, literally walk on a foot between his swamp and Duloc and Duloc to the castle in under a day, right? Right. Or independently. independently. Even if you want to be like very liberal, right? If you, you could even say, I said this to you too at the time, you could say it takes him multiple days. You could say it takes him multiple weeks. (laughs) It still doesn't matter because it apparently takes charming 10 years. To be fair, Hypothetically, he could be starting from far, far away, Wait, which but is Shrek's listed. Ogre, Shrek's ogre, Shrek's ogre, Shrek's swamp, Shrek's swamp to far, far away, as we see, is a carriage ride of multiple days. 
Right. So the point still stands. No, it never will add up to 10 years. And it just boils down right. to, I'm assuming, a classic DreamWorks joke where Charming is just a moron. Right. And it on just, horseback, I wish it, was, it takes him 10 years. I wish it was a little more pronounced, so this made more sense. That's you know, true. That's true. Um, but whatever, it's fine. So, but yeah, apparently this whole time, yeah, the Fiona's parents were trying to weasel their way out of this deal by making a deal with... The infamous Rumpelstiltskin, who is known for making magical Rumpelstiltskin! Yeah, okay, Waldorn. He's a... <laughs> he's a... He's apparently... You know, this is obviously retconned in. He's apparently well-known across far, far away for his magical deals. And, uh, across... I mean, across the land. And, um... So, they go. They're at their wit's end. They want Fiona back, because they figure no one's gonna save her at this point. So, in exchange... They, they say that, you know, the contract is that they will exchange the kingdom of far, far away for lifting her curse. Um, and at the very last second before Harold signs it, the king and queen are, are informed that Fiona has been rescued. So, right, Rump- of course. Right, so Rumpelstiltskin is angry AF. <laughs> and uh, he, he's like, I wish Shrek was never born! All right, anyway, in the that meantime... That a bad impression. <laughs> in the no meantime... Offense. Uh, yeah, that's very offensive, actually. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Shrek has grown very tired of being a family man, and he's also a celebrity among the villagers. Of course, he gets the tour bus, which is one of the better jokes in the movie. There's a tour bus that comes by the swamp and is like, "There he is, the elker who turned good, taking out his trash," you know, stuff like right, that. Yeah. Um, I wonder what he's doing in he, there. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> in the outhouse. <laughs> so good, so good. And then, uh, you know. He starts to lament his past, you know, when he was feared. He had privacy. And right. it's Which the is, kids. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we were talking about this before. Is It's kind of like they're stretching this concept where it doesn't really fit Shrek's character. Because the whole point of the first right. movie, which has themes that obviously leak into the second one, and even less so, but still a little bit into the third one, is that he hated being like stereotyped right. against for being an ogre and right. i guess so it's kind I, of like you don't know what you have until it's gone but it's almost like i feel like shrek probably wouldn't have that kind of remorse right this is a whole thing in the movie where it's like so in shrek one shrek's character is he is an ogre and he scares people and has privacy and while he does he's grown acclimatized to it and he enjoys the privacy you know, are shown to be enjoying it. You know, he's like, stay out of my swamp. I just want my swamp. You know, throughout the movie, through his adventure and quest of falling in love with Fiona and saving her, it gets chipped away. You know, especially in that big climatic, climactic uh, outside the cave scene with Shrek right. and Donkey. Um, very memorable from the first one. Where it's chipped away and it's that people, he, you know, deep down, he knows that people hate him and he doesn't want it to be that. And he knows that he loves to be alone. But he's alone because he's afraid of people. I mean, this is it's this whole complex um, story and personality kind of exploration that Shrek One does so well, like we said before, right? So then you go to Shrek Four, and it makes little to no sense that he would be, you know, man. I wish I was feared. I wish I had privacy. When the whole point of Shrek One and Shrek Two, you know, and you know, arguable up to that point in every movie you see that the point is that he's grown grown past that and that is his previous character state so for a sequel to a movie putting a character 
back in a state from before they were developed, that's, you know, not normally a good thing. And that's why it felt so ingenuine, I think, for us when we were watching it. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. So, and again, it's obviously f- solely for the point of them having, so that they could have conflict for this movie, which just leads to the whole thing where it's like, well, if it depends on the movie, you know, if it's integral to the movie, then maybe you should have just chose a better plot and or not done this movie. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, apparently he longs for his past when he was feared and had privacy and it's the kid's first birthday. So he takes them to far, far away and, uh, Throughout this whole time and up to the birthday party, he uh, starts to kind of get angrier and angrier because his ego is continuing to be injured. Um, you know, uh, the birthday party scene where, again, it's just hammered in that no one fears him or has that kind of fearful respect of him. Right. Uh, they just think he's a softy now, you know, more or less. So it all leads up to this climactic point where he lashes out in anger and lashes out at his wife, and Rumpelstiltskin happens to be eating garbage <laughs> nearby. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, true. He uh, gets to hear the outburst, and he's like, "Oh, I see something here." And then he uh, basically kind of gets Shrek to get into his carriage by a little little setup, and uh, Shrek's like, oh, "I wish I could be a real ogre." And so Rumpelstiltskin offers Shrek a deal: a day as an ogre in exchange for one day from his childhood. And so Shrek signs the contract, and thus begins the alternate reality. And uh, this alternate reality begins by Shrek being, oh, I'm I'm an ogre again. People are scared of him. Pretty good, you know, pretty good montage, I would say, you know. Uh, you know, the villagers fear yeah, him, and they're solid. scared of him. It's solid. And then things start to take a turn, because he's like, his home is deserted, Fiona's gone, Donkey's gone, everyone's gone. Right, and then he gets captured by witches, who are like Rumpelstiltskin's little uh, servants and army, and so he gets taken to far to Rumpel in a cart driven by Donkey, who has never met him, and Rumpelstiltskin reveals to Shrek that uh, he erased the day from his childhood. He erased was the day he was born, meaning that Shrek never existed in this timeline. Um, and then, of course, also Harold and Lillian were forced to sign the kingdom over to Rumpelstiltskin causing them to disappear in their yeah. own contract. And so when the day ends, Shrek will no longer exist. So Shrek, ah, this is brutal, escapes the castle with Donkey, and Donkey befriends him, and uh, they start to, you know, he believes him. Uh, and this is another plot point in the movie that we talked about where it's like Shrek has his contract with him, right? And throughout the movie, all these different characters are like, you're, you're crazy ogre you don't know what you're talking about like no one believes him right like why doesn't he just show him the contract which he does with donkey eventually um which is what we were questioning why wouldn't he just show the contract to fiona but anyway because like the main issue with mm-hmm. like the main conflict shrek faces in this nightmare timeline is getting mm-hmm. fiona to fall in love with him and believe right. that he knows her right because the exit clause in the contract is revealed to be true love's kiss right uh, classic so they find out that, and this, like I said, before and after, this is the most, I don't know how I feel about this part of the movie, where it's like, Fiona is leading an army of ogres in a resistance against Rubble Stillskin, and that's happening, and Puss in Boots is there, but he's fat, and that's the joke for the entire movie, that he's fat. Um, so Shrek is kind of in this plot, trying to win over Fiona, but she's not really falling in love with him, because it's a different situation and all, 
And so they kind of start to like each other, but then they get there's an ambush and the ogres get captured, but then Fiona's pissed off, so when she kisses him, it's not really like a real kiss, so it doesn't work. Um, and so Rumpelstiltskin offers a, a wish to someone who will turn over Shrek. Shrek turns himself in, and Rumpelstiltskin's like, all right, what's your wish, Shrek? And he's like, oh. And then Shrek's like, I wish for all the ogres to be free. And the point that Shrek did that is so that Fiona will fall in love for him for doing such a selfless act, um, which apparently works. And blah, blah, blah. They kiss, and everything's okay. And Shrek realizes, you know, now that he's felt felt this alternate timeline, he realizes that he's not been appreciating his life. So, happy ending with a newfound appreciation for his family. Right. That hurt. That hurt a lot. There wasn't a whole lot of funny bits in that movie. No, there weren't. There was a few. I don't really remember a lot of them, if any of them, but you know. I mean, the, there's the part where, I'm trying to think chronologically, like, Obviously, none of the beginning stuff is funny. Besides, do the where's roar. the baby? Is f- oh, yeah, that's what it is. Do the roar. Sorry, where's, <laughs> where's the, the baby? Is where's from- the baby? <laughs> where's the baby? And then do the roar. You know, they're very similar in my mind. Right, but yeah, yeah. do the roar. Do the roar is, is the only like remotely funny part of that first part. The next one, I think, like the tour bus. Oh, sorry, yeah, tour bus, tour bus, Which, tour bus, way, yeah, tour bus driver from you know that like announces Shrek is voiced by the director, right, Mike Mitchell. Oh, okay. That's I was actually cool. looking at, like, there's so many insane little credits that I never would have noticed. Like, this web of sh- people that worked on Shrek. Like, everyone has their hands in, like, Shrek. Like, Mike Mitchell, who directed the fourth one, and that's the only one he directed, still was working on, like, all of the other Shrek movies, you know? And maybe mm-hmm. not the first one, but he worked on Shrek 2 and Shrek the Third as additional story artists. He was voices in Shrek Forever After he was the tour guide and like a bunch of other people like the guy chris miller who directed the third one mm-hmm. has an insane list of credits like he's been the voice of the magic mirror in all of the shrek movies except the third one which i don't think the magic mirror was in so it's a, such an iconic voice you know and it's the guy that directed the third one he also directed puss in boots and um he's kowalski in like all of the madagascar movies and shorts mm-hmm. it's pretty insane i didn't even like i can't believe it that all these people had these roles. Also, Mike Mitchell was fucking that guy in Puss in Boots that was in prison, the old guy. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, this is insane. I just realized this is crazy to me, and I have to tell Evan, is that this whole time I thought that Chris Miller was the famous director, Chris Miller, who was often directing movies with Phil Lord. Chris, you know, they directed oh, okay. Lego Movie and all this crap that we had talked about before we watched Shrek Forever After. Or Shrek 3. It turns out Chris Miller is a totally different Christopher Miller. <laughs> Chris Miller is just an anime. It's a guy who's like, who is originally from DreamWorks. Right. Who ends up directing Shrek the Third and Puss in Boots. It is not related in any way. To- I've never heard of the other two guys that you're talking yeah, about. No, but this is like kind of a big deal for okay. me. Because I this whole time I thought it was the other guy. Um, but they just have the same name. Well, I mean, interestingly enough, the guy that directed Shrek 4 did the second Lego movie. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but also Brogan. Brogan and the Chimichangas guy, Cookie. Craig Robinson, yeah. Classic animated chef being named Cookie. <laughs> Same thing in Atlantis. Where's my Chimichanga cart gonna go? <laughs> I actually liked that bit. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. 
it's funny that he was invited to the, like the war table meeting. Yeah, though. and he had a little model of himself at a fucking chimichanga cart. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's good. Donkey like licking the waffles also funny. Yeah, yeah. As you can tell, it's a little hard for us to. Yeah, let's move on to the shorts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Trick for it is what it is. Oh, the Come guy up. that voiced Rumpelstiltskin yeah. directed one of the shorts, right? I don't remember which one though. Yeah. Um, it wasn't okay, scared so, shitless, was it? Well, the first, let's go chronologically. Next up is <sighs> the Pico Cried Werewolf. Okay. Maybe the most Joker animation I've ever seen. This short is one of the most confusing things I've ever seen. <laughs> Unironically, seriously. It wasn't one of the most confusing. I just thought it was, it bizarre. was con- No, it was, yeah, well, I say confusing and bizarre because I like looked away <laughs> for like three seconds. <laughs> And then I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, also the fucking audio was so poor. We watched it on YouTube, and it was, yeah. like, the worst fucking quality. So, I, I mean, I'm reading the synopsis now, but I otherwise wouldn't be able to tell you. So I mean, it still is a little confusing. Not like I don't understand what's happening, but I don't understand why it's happening. Like, why the moon is full, so that means the wolf turns into a lady? Yeah, so the joke is that instead of a man or person turning into a wolf... It's the big bad wolf turning into a grandma because you know she's the the big bad wolf is right. dressed as a grandma. Right, right. right. And so but the three they pigs don't... like see this happen, I guess. And as a woman, so you know how I have the whole trope is like a werewolf is like evil when it's the werewolf, but when it's the human, it's fine. Right. And the whole it's joke awesome. is that the wolf, the big bad wolf, is friends with the three little pigs, but when he turns into the grandma, he's evil and he's trying to cook the pigs. I think the problem is that it moves so fast. Yeah. It literally like feels like it's on three times speed almost. Yeah. Like, and that's why I felt like I was lost because, like, this was happening and there's dialogue and there's, it's just, it's well, the whole dialogue is like yeah. giving references in the past to times that that specific pig thought he saw something suspicious. Right. Cause it's like the pig who cried. It, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's leading up to him accusing the big bad wolf of being evil. Which also doesn't make sense because he initially sees the wolf as evil when he's the wolf, which is already his friend. So he sees his friend walking around and he's like, right. oh, that's suspicious. Like, what? Yeah, Why did you think that? Insane. There's no, like, consistency. It was, it was terrible. And I don't think it was – it wasn't the original voice actor of the Big Bad Wolf who, similar to Conrad Vernon with Jinji, it's the same guy that voiced it for, like, almost all of the – He did voice the wolf. The same guy voiced the wolf in Far, Far Away, I don't know. Really? Yeah. As the pig who cried werewolf? As the werewolf. No, 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 I'm saying. Wait. The guy who voiced the big bad wolf in Far, Far Away is the same as in the movies or is the same as the fucking pig who cried werewolf? I think it's the same guy everywhere. I could have sworn he didn't do the same voice in Pig Who Cried Werewolf, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, he did it in Shrek 2. He did it in Shrek 3. He did it in Far, Far Away Idol. He did it everywhere. Where are you finding this? What's his name? Uh, Aaron Warner. Wait, let me... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Wikipedia page? I don't know. I was just looking on Google. But yeah, so one of the most confusing things I've seen, even if, even now that I'm, you know, understanding the plot, it's still, is not a great short. <laughs> uh, if you're going to not watch any of these shorts, don't watch this one. Well, I guess also, well, next up, Thriller Night. <laughs> what do you think about Thriller Night? Yeah, it's okay. It's kind of, like we said, it's not really that good. It's one of the worst shorts besides obviously the pig who cried werewolf but 
you know, it gives us some of that in- interesting insight into the dead people of the series. I think it was Evan who said it, it really makes you think, it, like, makes you realize how many people have died in the Shrek universe. Yeah. yeah. It's also pretty freaky to actually see the corpses of True. King Farquaad, Lord Farquaad and King Harold and Thelonious. Like, it's actually a little creepy. And it's a, it is a direct parody of Thriller music video. Um, I did really like the, at the end, they had a direct reference to Julie Andrews, who voices uh, Lillian. And it's like her, the movie that they're watching at the end is just the sound of music and it's her. Yeah. But as, as Lillian, I thought that was a really cool reference. But yeah, it also is one of the f- first short. I think it's the first short to not have Mike Myers and really like the original cast. This is like Swamp Talk tier, you know? Right. It was the same so. guy from Swamp Talk. Right. Anyway, next up, Scared Shitless. <laughs> scared Shrekless for the for those not, you know. Right. Not in the in not the know. Oh, dude, there's a 13-minute Puss in Boots short that's on Netflix that we didn't watch. Oh, we missed it. The Three Diablos. We'll have to watch it and include it as a little segment in the next yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but no, so Scared Shrekless, uh, also 2010. And Shrek gets into the Halloween spirit by challenging his fairy tale friends to come up with scary stories for a contest. And they spend the night in Lord Farquaad's haunted castle before the winner is named. And I think one of the most infuriating parts, I'm going to go ahead and introduce it so you don't have to mention it. Okay. They kind of retcon uh, goes to Lord Farquaad, don't they? Yeah. Because uh, there's a part at the end where Shrek is trying to scare Donkey. He's like, don't you know there are ghosts here, Donkey? And he's like, there's such a thing as ghost Shrek. And he's like, oh yeah, Lord Farquaad's ghost. And he's like, no way, it's not real Shrek. Which is obviously absurd. Because <laughs> Donkey met him. He they was... met him and defeated him. Yeah, which, so it's either this short is trying to decanonize the ghost of Lord Farquaad. Which is or the ghost of Lord Farquaad was never canon exactly. but i don't the thing is there are much more timeline breaking aspects of scared shitless than there are of ghost of lord farquaad exactly. like i said ghost before of lord fits it just feels perfect it's it's perfect it's natural progression <laughs> meanwhile scared shitless has all these little stories with the side characters and they gotta do luck like i feel like there's much more non-canon ability in this one you know so yeah so anyway. this one is it can't be canon because, like we said, Donkey has met and witnessed the death of the ghost of Lord Farquaad. <laughs> so he can't be actually like, freaked out and denying that he exists. <laughs> but be that as it may, even if this isn't canon, it still is probably my favorite short because yes. it's just so entertaining. Oh, The Bride of Gingy? Yeah. Is awesome. It is one of the best parts of these shorts for sure. Definitely. Um, great story. Awesome. Uh, oh, dude, the Pinocchio exorcist one. Oh, what am I saying? Shrekzorcist. I was like actually laughing out loud at that Yeah, one. that was very, very funny. So besides the, you know, besides this unfortunately being non-canon, uh, you know, to in our judgment, it has some great little uh, stories. So I would say this fits like an, it fits like a natural sequel to Shrek the Halls, you know? Yeah. I agree. Um, any uh, final thoughts? Hmm. No, nah, not on that. 
Yeah. So, uh, all right. Next up, <laughs> Donkey's Caroling Christmas Tacular. Which I found alternatively titled Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular. Oh, I see this. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's obviously the same thing, but you know. Yeah, supposedly this was packaged directly with the DVD of Shrek 4, and um, it is just like... <laughs> it is it just... actually below yeah. Thriller, I just realized. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Well, that's why I'm confused that they... This is technically a short. You know what I mean? This just feels like it should be an extra on a DVD and shouldn't be labeled yeah. as anything close to a short. You know? It should just be... I don't even know what the word is, but... It's just eight minutes of donkey of everyone singing Christmas carols. Like, luckily, it did have the complete returning cast, but it right, but really wasn't that good. I would have much rather had that cast on uh, Scared Shitless. I don't definitely, know about you. definitely. Yeah. And then, did we watch the Yule Log thing? Maybe we didn't. I think we fucking forgot. And I'm looking it up, and it's like it's a thirty minute one because you had to go to bed, and you're like, oh no, I can't. Oh, you're right. We fucking forgot <laughs> to watch it. But it turns out. Most of that 30 minutes is just the fire. And then every now and then there's a little bit where one of the characters comes on and does something. So I don't think we actually missed any real content. That's fair. We still have a duty. Yeah, of course. We might edit in a sec- segment after the end, I guess, where we watch it. Because <laughs> there is an edited version where it's all of the bits without the in-between. Right. Which is only six minutes. <sighs> and then, oh my god, dude. So we get to today. Puss yeah. Boots. No, no. The musical. <gasps> Unless you want to oh. save that for last. No, it's okay. We can we can keep going chronologically. I, I literally just erased that from my memory. <laughs> God. Again, prefacing this, we're not musical people. Musical nope. as in musicals, not that we don't enjoy music. Right. At least I speak for myself. We're not uh, theatrically inclined, to say the least. I mean, I was in a play and a musical, but I don't really, I don't watch them. Yeah, so Casey, I know you're out there. Forgive us, okay? So let's talk about Shrek the musical. Um, I know this had different, like, productions. The first production was in 2008. Then there was 2011, 2014, and 2018. I believe the one we watched was 11, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's the one on Netflix. The one on Netflix, yeah. Um, So (laughs) I don't know where to start. What do you think? Um, like, so I'd rate this out of ten, probably like a three. No, I think three is fair because I, I will say let's talk about pros. Okay. Um, so first pro, I'll say overall, I really like the designs. Yeah, the different stages they do and the decorations. And, Definitely. Um, doing especially the the dragon part, which was a little I don't know how I felt about it at first, but it was a good direction to go, I guess, in the end. Um, Lord Farquaad's costume and performance. He was my favorite character. He was probably the best character next to Donkey, but next to the Sugar Plum Fairy. No, oh, you're you just jumping into it, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll come back to that. Catchphrase um, of this episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the best time to introduce that would be, but anyway, at the end, at the end. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the decorations, the costuming was great. Um, the makeup was great. It was, I mean, obviously, like we watched and it's on Netflix, it's edited, but it seemed, I mean, imagine it's a play, you know, they can't spend 10 minutes applying makeup. So, whatever they did, especially with like Fiona, you know, transitioning to Ogre and Human, great work doing that quickly and making it look believable. Yeah. Yeah. They use um, like a filter, I'm, we're pretty sure. 
that like yeah, well, genius use of the screen yeah definitely. there's a, there's a part where donkey confronts fiona in the barn like in the movie and i we both have a theory that they don't actually put her in makeup when she because she's supposed to be an ogre at that point right and he enters the, the the barn like there's a screen in front of it so the theory is that she just put on the prosthetic nose and they cast a green light over her to make her look like the ogre yeah which is genius and it seems like that's the case also, um, the sun was such a good-looking prop. I don't know. Yes. It was just very nice-looking. <laughs> Something that was... I remember that was funny about that scene was, like, Shrek bolting away. <laughs> it's like... I don't remember that. Like, right before Donkey goes into the barn. <laughs> like, so yeah. In, yeah. The, in the movie, Shrek's like, I'm gonna go get some firewood. And he goes and he, you know, slunks off into the woods to get wood. And Donkey uh, sees wood. the pile of firewood that they already have. Right. And that's the, that's the big thing. But in the play... What does he even say? He's just and like donkey says, "I'm gonna get some firewood." Yeah, and yeah. then he goes off to get firewood, and then Shrek just runs just runs away stage. in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, it, that was one thing that I thought was really bizarre is that they keep some. Okay, I'd say there is a pretty solid amount of direct lines that are quotes from the movie. Yeah, but there's two the issues inflection. I have. Yeah, one never a single time is there the same quote from the movie that they use in the play where the delivery is the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they use, like, Gingy going, like, okay, I'll tell you. But, like, they don't do it in the same way. They go, like, okay, I'll tell you. You know, it's like they never have the same delivery. And then the other thing is that sometimes they flip, like, the chronology of the lines where, like, for example, they do the brimstone fart joke after they've already crossed the, lo- the right. lava bridge. And then another thing is sometimes they just give – characters lines to different characters for example donkey getting the firewood instead of shrek and um there's another one i can't remember what it was but yeah there's a few other shrek yeah yeah. i kind of wish i had taken notes but i was so like we were i will say it's funny because we were like (sighs) and again i feel like people will hate on us for this and or be like well that's why you didn't like it because you weren't paying attention (laughs) but like they were you know we tried to give it as much of a chance as we could but i will say there's a big chunk of it towards the end where we would just talk over the the music parts. Yeah, we'd because like of, share insight on the movie right, while the singing no, was happening. Because, and I can confirm, though, I will say in my defense, there was no information gained in the music parts. Okay? That's true. That is true. I will, uh, that's the hill I'll stand on because literally you could get it from the first and last line of the song. Exactly. What's going on. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's like, well, if you know the story of Shrek... Why even watch the musical if you're going to mm-hmm. complain about the delivery of the story? Because you could, hypothetically. Because what you're saying is essentially, you don't have to pay attention to this song to know what's going on. Well, hypothetically, right. you don't have to watch it to know what's going on because we've seen the movie and it's the same plot. It's a different interpretation, idiot. Well, know? what I'm saying is... What do you say to that person? <laughs> okay. You're good. <laughs> was I was wondering what the gap was for. <laughs> anyway, no, here's the thing. It's... <sighs> Again, we don't really like the singing aspect of musicals. Like we said, while we were talking during the singing part of the musical, it would have been way better as just a play. Yes, you Shrek know? the play, I would watch. It would I would be love way how, better. The interpretations, it doesn't even have to be the same lines. But then I people are like, if you don't like musicals, why do you watch it? And it's just, we literally watched it for the actual scientific purpose of gathering as much information Shrek on Shrek yeah. content, you know? It's for yeah. this podcast, and we're not going to review it like we would a fucking music a musical critic. Because it's not this is not musical attic, bro. It's filmatic. Exactly. Right? So, the musical part, 
I guess if you like musicals, it's probably good because it sounded pretty much the same as any other musical I've heard. And it's which... a Broadway musical and it had multiple tours. So, it, I mean, it's not like it's a bad musical. No, yeah, yeah. It's just I personally, and I think Nabil agrees, yes. don't really care about musical music. You know, the specific music yeah, made for musicals us, is not that good. To us, when, like, Fiona's like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this castle and be rescued by my real Prince Charming. She goes, well, when I was a girl. And, like, it's... <laughs> It's like it's very so redundant. Long. That's it's why redundant. they turned an hour and a half movie into two hours and ten minutes. You know, yeah, I mean? it, it's just like it's redundant. I understand from the lines how she's feeling. No, I'm not even. Here's the thing: I would take a one minute, you know, musical That's reprise. Insane. That's fine because after you, I think you said this after like a minute of each musical part it's portion, the same lyrics or like at like, least the okay, same message. We get the gist, right? You know. And that's like how it is for musicals, I feel like. So mm-hmm. we kind of walked into that one watching the musical. But right. that aside, there was a few so- – okay, I don't know if I want to get into this before I finish. But with before we finish with like the <laughs> general concept of it, there's like the big elephant in the room, which we can talk about. But first, I just want to say about the musical, it's like the example I'm going to use is – when Shrek is about to go into the windmill and he overhears right before, okay, in the movie, Shrek one, he has the sunflower and he's like talking to himself. He's like, I thought this was pretty uh, <laughs> like you. I don't like it, but I like you, even though you're pretty right. in spite of it. I like you, you know, and he's like doing that. And then he overhears Sh- Fiona say, who could love a hideous beast? You know, it's like a good scene. Very important, drives the, the narrative, shows Shrek loves her, but or at least is, likes her, overhears it. You know, it's very important, but in the musical, he, like, sings a song, and I know that's the whole point of musicals, but that specific scene seemed like a random one to choose, that he sings, like, a five-minute song about, like, loving her with the sunflower. Maybe it's not random, because it's, like, when he first discovers he loves her. I, just, I don't know. I guess it mm. kind of just feeds into the whole point where we don't like the musical aspect of it. <laughs> Right. Um, but aside from that, it it is a little, <laughs> I think we might have said this earlier, it's like, it feels a little, it has a Shrek 4 problem of Shrek's yes, character. that's the elephant in the room. It's you even know? way more, I feel like, than Shrek 4. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, uh, well, it's, so, it's so weird. Because it's like... <sighs> we're, we're taking off the fake musical critic lens and we're putting on the shrek enthusiast lens right right and i'm I'm just trying to figure out how to temper that in because it's like shrek's motive in this movie is fairly non-existent because it's like in the beginning first of all which is the most absurd part to me i think and i said this when we were watching it it's like he's like go take your beautiful world and shove it up your ass and it's like it's more like (laughs) song this whole musical number about like i'm fine in my swamp right yeah and then like the fairy tale creatures show up and they're like please mr shrek can you go to lord farquaad <laughs> it's like okay and you know what i mean like there's no yeah, like exactly it's like he's yeah. a completely he's driven by completely different motives like you said right because in the actual movie it's like oh he's an ogre and he scares people and he lo- he has his privacy but it's because everybody judges him and they try to kill him in this movie, mm-hmm. it's like, fuck you, I'm an ogre, I love being an ogre, and I love <laughs> hating people. And the right. fairy tale creatures, like you said, instead of him wanting to kick them out, they, he's just like, leave my swamp. And they're like, 
no, but instead you could go on this quest for us. And he does. Right. It feels like the motive, it seems like completely here's unnecessary another, change. Here's another ex- ex- extremely accurate representation of that same point is in the movie when Shrek goes to Duloc and he goes, oh, yeah. he's like, where's this Farquaad guy? And he goes into the arena and the knights are there and, you know, all the arrows get pointed at him and, you know, after he fights the, the army, that is, and the arrows get pointed at him and Farquaad's about to shoot Shrek and then one of the knights tells Farquaad, wait, we can use him. So, with literal, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, at gun weapons, yeah, I, I, was, I was like trying to say a word besides gun because there are no guns, but right. yeah, gunpoint, basically, at gunpoint, he tells Shrek, I'll give you back your swamp if you go do this for me. And what choice does Shrek have? He will shoot him otherwise. Yeah, there's like a hundred crossbows right. at him. Right, so Shrek agrees to go on this. Because why Why would – there's no other reason that yeah. Shrek would extend this quest that he's already so reluctant to take, right? Now, in the play <laughs> – Also, can we just say real quick before we get into yeah. this? He meets Donkey on his way to Duloc in the play. Right, right, because in the movie – Donkey's like, ooh, pick me, pick yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he's the only one who knows where Farquaad is. And in the movie, Shrek finds him in the forest. He happens to know where Farquaad is. Shrek, uh, sorry, in the play this is. He happens to know where Farquaad is, but Shrek still tries to ditch Donkey. Yeah. And Donkey does a musical number about being lost. And then Shrek just lets him <laughs> be there. He doesn't even say anything. Right. He just lets him be there. It's so, um, so disdainful when you say he does a musical number. <laughs> He does a musical number. <laughs> but yeah, continue with the... No, so in the play, they go to Duloc. There's this musical number um, where Farquaad's like, hey, it's Duloc and it's wonderful, you know? Yeah. And uh, Oh, but they, can we say, I do appreciate they use the same dances, yes. choreography, and lyrics and everything the of the Duloc, yeah. the Welcome to Duloc so- song, where it's like, Duloc is a perfect... <laughs> Yeah, whatever, you know. And they have, like, the costumes make the people look like they're the little wooden dolls. It's very good. Keep your feet off the grass with your shoes in your face. face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, so in this one, Shrek walks up to Lord Farquaad, is within arm's length of him, and then Farquaad. Who is scared of him. He's, like, cowering. Who is scared of him and is cowering, and as are the people who are behind him. Farquaad's like, oh, oh, hey, Ogre, would you like to go on a quest for me? <laughs> yeah. Quest you you ugly oh. ogre, you stupid ugly ogre, would you like to go on a quest? And Shrek, instead of leaving, killing Farquaad, <laughs> or doing any number of other things, goes, and then walks away, and does accepting the quest. The quest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but is, two yeah. things, one of them I like, one of them is bad the bad thing is the example i was trying to remember earlier is when donkey takes another one of shrek's lines is farquaad is like hiding from shrek like in front of shrek he's like not really hiding he's just like oh please please don't eat me and shrek's like give me back my swamp and farquad's like okay but go on a quest for me and then donkey instead of shrek says quest i'm already on a quest you know? right. Well, he says we. Shrek says I in the movie, and then Donkey says we in the play. But which even further fucks up the motivation. Yeah. Like, why is Donkey? Why is Donkey reluctant to go on the quest? Donkey loves, you know, in the movie, 
Yeah, Shrek. His sole purpose another... to be with Shrek. Oh, here's a fun fact. So in the original Shrek movie and in Shrek Two, they both reference this. I think it is in Shrek, right? The first one. What? Donkey says they're going on another whirlwind adventure. Yeah, I right? think so. Here's the thing. I think it's the first one. Well, I know they say it in two because right. it's right after. Well, maybe it's two. It's right after they fight Puss in Boots and they're going to leave him behind. Donkey's like, Shrek and Donkey, another whirlwind adventure. Ain't right. no stopping us now. Yeah. And then stop, Ogre, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he also says it in one, though. He does because... say it in one. He says, like, when they, when they, you know, when the birds, like, put the, the wreath on Shrek and he shrugs it off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he starts walking exactly, away down exactly. that, like, log water area. And well, then Donkey goes, Shrek and Donkey, another whirlwind adventure. I yeah. think that's what he says. Yeah. I think it is. It is. And, um, in the behind-the-scenes video we watched, the 25-minute YouTube documentary. But should we, should we, can we just talk about it now, I guess? I guess. Intermission <laughs> for the play, since there's a lot of the play. That's I true. Guess. And this direct, relates directly to the play, is right. that there's a lot of footage that's like test footage for Shrek, obviously, in this behind-the-scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of lines. Like, they have the audio of the movie, and it's not the exact take that they use in the film. It's like a different right, alternative it's, take. It's like the first draft, basically. Right, exactly. Or... And one of them is Donkey saying Whirlwind Adventure, but he says a big city Whirlwind Adventure, which doesn't make it into the final cut, right? Right. But in Shrek the Musical, Donkey does in that line say, Shrek and Donkey, another big city Whirlwind Adventure, which is interesting that he, for whatever reason, uses a quote from like a deleted alternative take as opposed to what's actually in the movie. I don't know, man. It's weird. There's some weird stuff going on because... Another thing is that makes me cast aspersions on the copy of the video that we watch is that, and I caught this. Well, first of all, like I said earlier, it is supposedly released by Universal. It even has an intro and ending by some random host guy. True. Where he's like, hey, you guys like Shrek? Well, we wait to see how it was all made. And he does this yeah. thing. And it's recent. It's like 2018 or something, you know? Right. But the, the video itself is grabbed from the DVD, which is what I have seen before. And in the middle of this DVD... I started to notice something. It was like the music was like dun 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 dun, and I'm maybe, like maybe play a little clip for him. Yeah, here a little clip playing right now, and I was like, wait a second, that's not in the first Shrek movie. Why is it playing in the behind the scenes movie? How can they have a score from a movie that doesn't even exist yet in the DVD for Shrek One? And then I was like, wait a second, these assholes at Universal. <laughs> For some reason, for some random reason, and I said, like, maybe it's because of copyright, I guess, but why would it be copyrighted if they own it? I don't know. But for some reason, when they edited this video for their YouTube channel, they overlaid the soundtrack from Shrek 2 over the Shrek 1 behind-the-scenes clip. Yeah. Anyone wondering, it's the music from the carriage ride. At the right, beginning. the carriage ride. And, and I heard. think they also re- use it again in Shrek the Third, don't they? They do. They do. They use multiple ones for Sh- in yeah. Shrek the Third. Dude, yeah. the Shrek dinner interlude. <laughs> that music is awesome. Like when we were watching the first one, me and Nabil noticed um, when Shrek first kicks Donkey out of his house. When he first gets back to his house before the fairy tale creatures show up, and Donkey's outside, sad, and Shrek is inside preparing his dinner right before he's interrupted by the three blind mice. There's like this beautiful music that I never noticed before. And it's like an original score where it's It's not like- It's playing right now. It's playing right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we were like, wow, this is awesome. I can't believe it never shows up again. And we 
never noticed it. And then it proceeds to show up in like all of the preceding, at least Shrek 2 and Shrek 3, I think, use that song at least like at one point, and we're like, wow, we never noticed this. So yeah, great, yeah. great music. Another but, thing they use is um, in this behind the scenes thing to kind of finish it off, is they <clears throat> they they use the music from Madagascar two trailer with Ben Stiller, but it's not the final trailer. It's the original promotional trailer from when it was called the Crate Escape. Yeah. Again, credit to your ears, dude. You called both of those songs so well. I didn't notice either time, but you're like. You're just like, dude, listen to this song. It's the fucking song from Shrek 2 and the fucking Madagascar I, yeah, trailer. Yeah, dude, I thought it was tripping, but I couldn't yeah, no, that's, believe you. And could. that's how ingrained, like, these movies are in my mind, like, from a right. kid from just seeing all these movies on DVD. But yeah, um, it was crazy. Um, okay, anything is, it, else? is that music, the Shrek 2 carriage music, is that the menu music when you're waiting to press play? Because I think it yes, might it be. Yes, it is. It's on the menu. Okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Quad, we're pretty much talking about. Talking about Farquad Again, Farquad one of the best characters. Definitely. His design is so funny with the guy kneeing around with the legs. Kneeing <laughs> around. Very funny performance, too, from the actor. Yeah, even, like, that's one performance where I'm like, it's, it's seeable. You know, like, even I'm, they, they didn't copy it from the movie. Because you can't, you can't re- redo what lithgow did right. unless it was lithgow himself so they did what they had to do they did a little bit of a different interpretation it's fine only times it's not fine is when it messes with the motivations like we were talking about before right but yeah. his mannerisms and all the jokes that involved his like dialogue and everything i think they landed very well and it was yeah. something you could see farquad doing or at least like you can see it as being farquad-esque you know right yeah, and then of course the other one, big player being Donkey. Yes. Who is, you know, again, I said this at the time where it's like, I'm more glad that they, he didn't try to do a bad Eddie Murphy impression. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm glad that he, it seems like this guy and the people who wrote it, obviously, understand how Broadway works and what a comedic character has to be. You know, and I, right. I, even I, who don't know much about musicals and stuff, re- could recognize that kind of humor. Um, so, yeah. Yes, definitely Donkey was the second best, in my opinion. Um, let's talk about some more inconsistencies. One thing that we both recognized, and I think where the play took a hard kind of... Because I think for a good the good half of it, I was like, we weren't talking over it too much. It seemed like we had a good balance. But once they did this thing where <laughs> Shrek and Fiona fall in love so fast. <laughs> yeah. It's so fast. Like, they rescue her, and then she's like, fine you know like in the, like same thing as the movie and then there's just like a scene of them first of all they don't do the merry men scene i was gonna say the two yeah. biggest disappointments no merry men scene no wrestling with the knights fight scene when he first gets to do right. pretty and cool. again like i said we both said multiple times the merry men scene is the most broadway thing ever exactly it, it would <laughs> lend itself perfectly like, I appreciate them. If they're going to, like, recreate the Duloc is a perfect place song, mm-hmm. you'd think they'd recreate the other musical number in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was weird that they didn't include that. Um, but, yeah, so, <clears throat> like, it goes from Fiona hating everybody, you know, Shrek and Donkey included, and turning on them once she realizes what's going on, to a scene of them walking in a forest and them both burping and farting and then they're in love literally that's it okay 
<clears throat> what it was. It takes place. Yeah, you probably I remember guess, more than me. <laughs> the same time as when the Merry Men scene should have been happening. It's right. their walk to Duloc, and they get into an argument. It starts with them arguing about whose life was worse, right? Mm-hmm. And Fiona's like, I was locked in a tower, and Shrek's like, you think you know isolation? I was a fucking ogre that everyone hated. Right. And then they get into a musical number, which is them comparing terrible aspects of their life. You know, I think Shrek talks about his dad trying to eat him. She, she complains about other stuff, and by the end of the song, they're laughing or something, and they're like... They're at least seeing each other. They're like, wow. They're like, yeah, oh. So it's one musical number, really. That... One musical number, and they fall in love. And I think it transitions into the next musical number, which is them competing with the farting. There's like 10 seconds between musical numbers, and then they start farting. And... Yeah, well, so the official, and I, I promise I haven't looked at the Wikipedia till now, and I'm only going to look at it for this because I want to stay genuine to my mind's memory. But it's this is, I think the description is so funny. The two begin a contest of trying to one-up each other to outdo the other's backstory but end up revealing their respective pasts um, in the I Think I Got You Beat song, right? Both admit to being thrown out by their parents. This connection, as well as bonding over a love of disgusting bodily noises, (laughs) kindles friendship. I thought that was funny. There you go. All right, let me close that. But yeah, so that was weird. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't like that. It was like, they're in love now. Okay, bizarre. All right, and then I believe and then, the next thing is Lord Farquaad's dad, right? Well, that is the another big thing to talk about. But I was just gonna say, there's like that weird bit where instead of using donkey is sick, where it's like Shrek and Fiona both have like in the movie, they both have this mutual understanding that like they like each other. Oh and, yeah, and they oh, want God. to they want to prolong their trip. They're like, oh, we're gonna get to Duloc, maybe. Oh, Donkey's sick. And Shrek's like, oh, yeah, Donkey's sick. <laughs> like, they both understand that Donkey's right. not sick. But in the mo- in the play, it's, um, <laughs> what is it that they did? It was something stupid, like. It's, um, so. Do you remember? <laughs> Hold on, I, I have it. I have it on the tip of my tongue. It's, it's them literally, basically, short of them saying they want to spend more time together. Yeah, but, yeah, like, so Shrek just didn't like, get it at first. It wasn't right. like he was aware of it like he was in the movie. And then, what's even stupider... And then the whole time, Donkey's like... Donkey's like, what? They're in love? Yeah. It's I like, know what's going on here. Like, Yeah, okay, don't get me wrong. I really liked Donkey's character. Yeah, yeah. In the play, like, even though it was kind of a different character from the movie, kind of. It was mm-hmm. like a different interpretation. I still liked it. Even in the scene where, completely different from the movie, Donkey, like reads between the lines and in- literally interprets that they're in love with each other based on their implications whereas the donkey from the movie would never be able to pick up on that and didn't you know right so he goes off to get firewood to give shrek and Fiona some, like time together i think and then there's like this actual pretty interesting song i think right before the whole firewood thing where it's like donkey is like singing to shrek He's like Shrek. You gotta make your move. Yeah, <laughs> hit on Fiona or she's. That was one of the her. most entertaining songs. It was entertaining, actually. and I thought it was a creative concept because Donkey wasn't actually with Shrek. He's like, I'm just your conscious. I know yeah. you can't hear me. <laughs> exactly. I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah. even though it's like completely out of character for the movie Donkey, I thought it was a good concept. Yeah, yeah. He had like sunglasses on. He's like singing. <laughs> it was pretty good. I also yeah. liked the song where Donkey was singing the compliments to Dragon. Which yeah, also yeah. we should talk about how yeah, dragon, about dragon spoke English. 
and was voiced by three women who were right. visible on stage, just standing in front. And of then the ten people tree. like operated the actual the tail the and the head. Yeah, yeah. It was very it, okay. It looked cool because there was each person was dressed as a giant scale, and they walked in a line to form yeah. the dragon's tail, and it looked really cool. And then the head was operated. I thought it was bizarre that they let the dragon spoke English. They let the yeah. dragon speak English. And uh, <laughs> on top of that, I can see them having to do that so they have, like, a fucking ability to use the character instead of just grunting and shit. Right. But what I didn't like was that the three women that voiced dragon were, like, just not even really dressed up. They just had, like, a red dress on or something. And they were just standing in front of dragon, like, in right. front of the giant prop. Like, I feel like if they were going to do the voice, they could at least hide it. The people, you know? Donkey pot pie. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like Dragon's song very much, but Donkey's response song was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. The and elephant then... in the in in Farquaad's lineage. So genealogy. So you know, in the midst of watching all these movies, I was like, okay, I gotta look up a timeline just of the movies in short. So I just typed in Shrek timeline in Google, and I came across this Tumblr post from a few years ago that was like the canonical full Shrek franchise timeline, including musical and shorts. It's like, this is weird. And it just, it's all over the place. That could, maybe we can talk about it. I don't know. But what's relevant is that, okay, I think the link will be in the annotated bibliography. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's interesting is that they mentioned that uh, Farquaad's dad and mom. So his dad is Grumpy the uh, Dwarf, you know, one of the 12 dwarfs. Seven. And sorry, excuse me, seven dwarfs. What am I thinking of? Uh, seven dwarfs and the, the his mother monkeys <laughs> maybe and then his mother's princess p which i never caught in the musical again anyway, but <laughs> I, my theory for a lot of this information that we didn't pick up on from this Time tumblr line. timeline is like it, the timeline is organized very helpfully where there's like a key that shows whether it's from the musical whether it's from the alternate universe from forever after you know like the dark timeline mm -hmm. it like lets you know and there's a lot of information where nabil and i are like where the hell are they getting this like we don't remember <laughs> the play mentioning princess p as the mom the issue right. is we also weren't paying attention to a lot of like, the songs that, that would have had to have been like a one-liner yeah in the like song. one line in the like yeah. the lyrics of the musical number anyway regardless of that the fact that his father is grumpy the dwarf is ridiculous so strange considering and, yeah the dwarf is in the first shrek movie and it's referenced not even referenced it's the same line oh i, I totally forgot to mention because it's, it's literally the same thing that i'm saying now back um remember when i was talking about how donkey says we're already on a quest and i said that yeah. was the example i was trying to forget or i was trying to remember that i forgot I said there's a bad thing and a good thing, and I totally forgot to say the good thing, which is that the Jinji interrogation scene, which is my favorite scene from the first movie, they actually take like line for line completely yes. from the movie. They actually recreate it almost perfectly, so with the good. exception of the delivery of the lines. You know. Well, also, I think they went with the worst possible way to voice Jinji, which is not to have an impression, not to have anything like that. It's just to have a, a girl voice him. Without and, any inflection. Um, and... Why you gotta roast her like that, bro? She did do her best, didn't she? Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a great Gingy impression. But I'm not gonna critique it right now. I'm not gonna... Oh, okay, so... <laughs> anyway. 
what I was saying <laughs> is that in that scene, there's the game show on the magic mirror where he's like, pick your one of the three princesses. And he mentions, just like in the movie, Snow White is one of the options. Even though she lives with seven other men, she's not easy. So one of those fucking seven men is apparently Farquaad's dad. <laughs> what? Which I guess in the movie would have had to have been he didn't know right away and maybe he knew or like or in the he didn't movie, know that it's not mom. actually real. Well, he never knew his father, I guess. So like True. he didn't know that he was one of the seven famous dwarves. You know what I mean? He right. just knew that he was a dwarf. Maybe? I don't know why I'm trying to justify it, but <laughs> in the play, it's like I think pretty. It's kind of funny, but it has well, to. It's mostly for a joke, right? Exactly. There yeah. is like a whole musical number about it, though, isn't there? About his father? Well, no. It's it's during the one where he's like. What does it say? He sings about being kicked out or something, right? The Ballad of Farquaad. It's the song where he's in his bed. You know, the Back famous top. scene with the chest hair where everybody's like, Farquaad has an erection. Right, but they changed it for in, in this one he's in a bathtub, remember? Yeah, I know, but it's the same scene. Yeah, same, yeah, same scene. Yeah. He's in the bathtub. I think his like, legs and the, are And then the mirror, the magic mirror is like, you should invite your father. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Also, the magic mirror just being projected digitally is probably the best way they could have done that. It was very good. Oh, dude, what was that really good transition they had in the middle of the play? Oh, okay. So when they when they show Fiona, I think that's the beginning, right? When they show Fiona on the mirror and then they like oh, zoom is. in. They yeah. zoom into the mirror and then it's her in the tower and then she it's does in the fucking, the worst one of the worst music numbers, which is the three Fionas. Yeah, we were not a fan of that one. <laughs> it's just like three beating three dead horses. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like exactly. I'm seven years old, and what am I doing here? And it's like I'm twenty years old, and what am I doing here? And it's like I'm twenty five years old. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it was. Uh, yeah, it does. I guess it actually. I didn't think about this. It does canonize that timeline in the sense that it is she's seven years old and she gets there right which we were debating there yeah the, that timeline from tumblr there's a lot of dates on it that are seemingly arbitrarily chosen maybe nabil and i just didn't look deep enough but we because we didn't really search for these dates like this no. person allegedly did but we couldn't find any evidence as to how this fucking guy is like getting these dates they're like saying oh 1100 yeah. 1115 king harold and queen also Lily shrek is 80 years tower. older shrek is 100 when he meets fiona apparently yeah which is insane but again i don't know where they're getting these dates some of the dates are like there's like time periods where you know for example the amount of years someone has been doing something but how do you know the starting year where'd they find this they must right. be getting information from the book you know Maybe, or something but it doesn't say i feel like it would be it, in the it doesn't key. Exactly. So it's like, how the fuck are they figuring out the timeline, what day Shrek was born? Because I don't remember it being in any of the shorts or any of the movies. Yeah, it's literally like July 6th, the year 995. Like, <laughs> like just, what? Yeah, I don't understand where they're getting all this. But there's some stuff that was like directly contrary, and I don't remember what it was, but we proved that this guy's timeline is essentially completely discreditable. I think it was the fact that, because he also had, like, again, with specific days. Okay. It was like, um, they got on their honeymoon. You know, it was something with the honeymoon, wasn't it? Where we're like, there's no way it was the same day or next day. I don't know. It's something with the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was something to do with um, Shrek and Fiona's honeymoon. April, she kills Shrek and Mary Fiona. I mean, you're good. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, like, there was something where it was like, 
specific days between events that was like completely impossible but i don't know what it was yeah i don't know man i think anyway that's besides the point fucking fucking tumblr (laughs) yeah Okay, here it is. Here it is. April 22nd, Farquaad persecutes the fairy tale creatures and banishes them to the swamp. First of all, how the fuck did they get April 22nd? Like, maybe I'm retarded and there's like a way they're getting it, but I have no idea where it is that they're getting this information. But then, next bullet, April 23rd, the next day, Shrek rescues Fiona. Are you telling me it was nighttime when Shrek realizes the fairy creatures have been banished to his swamp? So. And there's clearly at least one night that they rest on their way to Duloc, Here's or at least on their way to the dragon. It, it's Even not that they had, they had all these years and events that make pretty good sense, but it's the days that ruin everything. My guess is this person arbitrarily gave, gave days to make it more expansive, right? and they themselves tried to do it, which is why it's messed up in certain places and has flaws. Um, because everything else makes sense with all the sources they're saying. That's you know what true. I mean? That's true. Um, Especially because if you remember, Shrek One came out in April, two thousand one. So I think there's maybe that's why they're using April in the beginning, and it just kind of yeah, changed from there. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that is that. Farquaad's dad is grumpy. It's the the dwarf. Yeah. So another thing in this play, that I think we should talk about is the fairy tale creatures because they kind of have a more expansive role given to them. Um, and we joked about it because it's also in this time. No, it's in the fan theory. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, from Reddit. There's a fan theory there because in, in Scared Shitless, when they go to Duloc, it's all run down and uh, completely abandoned. And the theory is that no town would ever be completely 0% inha- uninhabited unless there was violence there and people were moved, you know, physically. So the theory that this person put online was that the fairy tale creatures, after leaving Shrek Swamp, all ganged up, uh, all ganged up, and did a revolt in Duloc and like murdered and maimed people and forced them all to leave. Who knows what Pinocchio did with that nose? <laughs> Dude, stop even. That's do a great quote from the. Fucking... Do we have, I guess we have to include it in the bibliography. Oh, you're right. So. You're right. Um. <laughs> anyway, and then in the end of this one. Because of that, it was funny because they show up in the middle of Shrek's wedding. They're like, yeah. we're going to get you Farquaad. Oh, no, 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 Farquaad's wedding. Yeah, sorry, uh, instead of, Farquaad's. Instead of yeah. Dragon busting down the window and, like, scaring off all the guards, and initially all the fairy tale creatures run in, like, surround the guards, overwhelm them, and then Dragon comes in and doesn't even eat Farquaad. She just blasts steam on him and he vanishes. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's a big thing in this, that they have a, a bigger kind of role. Um, another thing that we could talk about. Uh... So yeah, Jinji, when he is shown in the end scenes, when it's like all the fairy tale creatures running around and doing shit, since obviously Jinji is a fucking small ass cookie, they actually right. make him like 10 times bigger in the play. But, but it's still, spot on. It's spot on though. It actually design. does look exactly like him. And what they do is they have the sugar plum fairy, who's a full-sized human, oh, carry around, carry, <laughs> <laughs> carry around a, a baking sheet, like a baking tray, with right. Gingy on it, and it's a hand puppet. So she talks for him, moving his mouth, 
But we can see it because we are looking through an HD close-up camera. So your theory was that the audience can't really see her mouth moving. Right, because right? it's like probably distant. You're in the audience. Right. But right. since it's through a camera for the recorded version, she's not even like trying to do a fucking... Right, it's just it clearly called? her talking while looking at Jinji. The hell is it called when you're doing puppetry and you're not moving? Ventri- Ventriloquism, yeah. yeah. She's not trying to do that. She's just like clearly speaking and moving his mouth. But right. I can't even complain because she's pretty hot for broadway she is well she's more than hot for broadway. she's not even just hot for broadway she's just she's pretty pretty fit as you would say haven pashal if you're listening and i pronounced <laughs> your last name correctly you're gorgeous bro <laughs> anyway gr- great actress great Fiona role. on the other hand <laughs> You know, Fiona, first of all, let's talk about Fiona. She has the most, and this is not like a, a diss, this is unironically like, it's it's interesting to me. It's like, I feel like, okay, again, theater PR people out there, you know, don't, don't hate on me. But in my limited experience, seeing plays we've done at school and seeing plays and musicals and what little I have seen them um, to that extent, she has the most like typical kind of delivery, I think, of a person who's doing it, a, a production it's so musical bro it's like well i don't think so and then she her voice she's like yeah screw you shrek you know like it, to be grumpy and like it's very um classic <laughs> yeah we bleep that <laughs> so <laughs> it is very i mean it is very you're not wrong we said it multiple times and for those wondering what the bleep is it's not anything mean it's just a reference to something, you know, we yeah, don't want to expose anybody, but it's a, yeah, it's a person we know. That, it's someone we know, but yeah. it's, it is very, <laughs> so, and the other thing about Fiona is, so I think that she did a good job. Um, yeah. I mean, any, any thoughts about anything? Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought it was kind of entertaining when she did the funny shit with her voice where she's like, yeah, just Billy like, Joel. also the, yeah, the Billy Joel impression was very good she was like acting like this like italian american i don't even know if billy joel is but that's just what it reminded me of well it's funny because during the three fiona song i like that i'm calling it the three fiona song <laughs> um during the three fiona song there were a lot of hints towards like the the theme they tried to go for was like more empowering towards fiona which is right. nothing wrong with that again this is kind of a treacherous area to talk about i think but in our opinion again we talked about this while we were watching it I think the whole point of Fiona's character and how she becomes empowering later in the movie is that she starts off being like, oh, Prince Charming has to rescue me. I want to lay here. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it it's a natural growth versus here. We got some hints in the beginning that maybe that wouldn't happen. And because she kind of had some parts in her song about uh, they didn't fit with that motif. Um, but in the end, I think that that scene was more or less the same, right? When Shrek comes in. Yeah, it was pretty... Are you talking about when he comes into her room? Yeah. There was, like, a few... First of all, he didn't fly through the roof. Right, obviously. He climbed up. But they did do, like, a good... I saw it, and I was like, yeah, that's something Shrek would do. That's pretty good. He, like... The climbing. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, climbing up into her room from behind her bed so we can't see him until he, like, pulls himself up using Fiona's body, like, climbing up her like she's a fucking prop. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, Puss in Boots. Okay, so yeah, that was... Ooh, that was a ride. Shrek the Musical. Um, 
my final thoughts doesn't fit too well with a lot of the original uh, motives and uh, personalities. But as a musical, in and of itself, as a musical, it's not a bad musical, I would say. If you're into musicals, it's worth a watch. If you just want to watch, you're thinking of watching this, I'd recommend watching with a friend who you're okay talking during in, during uh, major musical numbers. Yeah. Because um, it was it was fun. It was uh, fun. Yeah, it was fun. I would, yeah, it was fun. So that's my thoughts on Shrek the Musical. Any final thoughts? Hmm. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it was fun. Again, the biggest issue was the pacing, where they spend about three times too long on each song. Right. But That's why I say bring that, a friend. Exactly. Yeah. Bring a friend so you can comment and, you know, just to yeah. have, have fun with it. And I'm not right. normally one who enjoys, like, really talking over movies, but... Oh, yeah, 100%. Some, sometimes it's, like, the experience that it, it begs for. It has to be a very specific movie. Yeah. Exactly. This, we did a little, very minor talking over the Schneider cut, just because sometimes there's... Just I had to fill them in. Yeah, sometimes yeah. there were things that needed to be filled in, because it was my first DC universe, you know. Yeah, also, like, laughing at things and stuff. True, okay, true, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, last but not least, we just watched this a few hours ago. Pusset Boots, 2011, one year after Shrek 4, directed by Chris Miller, who directed Shrek the Third. Yes. All right. So, in this spinoff, what are we seeing here? You want to give us a little... Uh, it doesn't have to be in-depth, but... Yeah, sure. So, essentially, it's a... It's a un... I guess undetermined time period. I guess it's assumed to be before Shrek. There's obviously flashback sequences where he's a fucking baby, so it's obviously before Shrek. But I think it's pretty, like, generally accepted to be a prequel to the Shrek series, but... I guess it wouldn't really matter. The only difference is now he like lives essentially with Shrek and is like best friends with them, so he would probably be incorporated into the series, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is definitely like <clears throat> I think the gap would be he's a baby, um, he's a kid. That incident with Humpty happens where he has to leave San Ricardo. Right. And then there he's an outlaw. And then the plot of this movie and then there's a gap, and then there's Shrek 2, and I think that during the gap is where the sequel would take place. But anyway, go ahead. Yes, I agree. So yeah, the movie is essentially about Puss in Mexico, or I don't know, maybe it's a fictional place based in Mexico. And he is born into an orphanage. He is, I guess not born into an orphanage, he's delivered to an orphanage <laughs> in a basket. Um Grows up with this dude named Humpty Dumpty, who's Zach Galifianakis is a fucking anthropomorphic <laughs> egg. And the whole plot is them trying to steal the magic beans to get to the beanstalk, to get to the giant's castle, to get to the goose that lays the golden eggs. And the whole thing is Humpty Dumpty betrayed him in their past because they were both at the orphanage together. And then Humpty Dumpty betrayed him. Then Humpty Dumpty is like, no, 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 I'm back in your life and you got to trust me. <laughs> and Puss in Boots does because he's like simping for this girl voiced by fucking Salma, Salma Hayek. Hayek which then ends up biting him in the ass because Humpty Dumpty betrays him again and then Puss in Boots unbetrays himself <laughs> and Zach Galifianakis turns good at the very end right before he, he sacrifices himself and dies well we he think fucking he dies. does All right. that after credit scene can't be canon because he was literally dead <laughs> you think it you, you, when it, this is the first time 
this would be like one of the first movies I've ever seen where the credit sequence isn't canon. <laughs> yeah, like, true. What? Dude, I <laughs> think about it though. It shows him fall and he's clearly made of gold. How it saw you saw his shell cracked around the golden egg. You're telling me underneath his shell, his fucking skin, he was wearing a bodysuit? I that doesn't make I sense, am, bro. It <laughs> I'm as confused as you are. No, I'm not confused because I'm, I'm in the acceptance phase of accepting that the end credit scene is not fucking canon. All right, well, I'm not accepting it. <laughs> I'm in denial, bro. You know what? I'll accept it when the sequel trailer comes out and he's not in it. How yeah, about that? There you go. 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 <laughs> so yeah, this movie, it was, it was interesting. I didn't, like you said earlier, like I was very resistant to watching this as part of our, our uh, whole thing. Take some real finagling. That's why we had to do it the same day as the podcast. It's true because I really, from what I remembered, and then I was pretty much right, is that there is no larger reference to the universe at large, the Shrek universe at large. So I'm like, well, then why are we watching it? Why are we watching it, Batman? You know? So we did end up watching it, and it was better than I remembered. I'll say that. Uh, I liked, it had a somewhat solid story. You know, the whole backstabbing thing is a little... Old, you know what I mean? It's like the whole like yeah. double cross. Like the plot was kind of lame too. He kind of just turns at the end, and it's all because like when they were kids, he left him behind. But then Humpty was also an asshole, so it's like I don't know. Yeah, uh, it had some funny jokes though. There were some what funny jokes. I think we have the same favorite joke. But what was your favorite joke if, right. after what you were gonna say? You, you. T- I was just gonna move on to I think a different topic. You just tell me your favorite joke, and I'll tell you mine. Okay, you want to say it at the same time, dude? I'm just telling you to say it because I don't remember mine, and I'm hoping it's one that I agree with. <laughs> All right. Uh, three words. I was there. Oh, yeah, of course. That scene <laughs> was actually fucking hilarious. That was scene was so off. funny. When it's Humpty Dumpty placed into all the prior scenes yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I love that bit. I feel like it's not, like, really overdone. I've seen it in, like... A yeah, couple what's other I, I don't yeah. know I can't think of an example but I've definitely seen it in other media before but it's fucking classic where it goes back and takes like scenes that have already been seen from one perspective and then shows it from another spec perspective like yeah it shows like what it did was essentially Humpty Dumpty's like re- he's the big reveal he's like I turn myself into a villain I'm <laughs> villain Humpty Dumpty and he says I was there and it shows like this montage of a bunch of other scenes from earlier in the movie where Humpty Dumpty was not present in the story, but then it shows from a different angle. You can see Humpty Dumpty fucking was there and he was right. just watching like, the whole time. It was just, time he goes, he like reveals himself from he's under Jill's dress. Yeah, dude. It's just a he's fucking uh, hilarious. sprinkling bird food <laughs> onto, yeah. onto puss, which feeds into the, the vulture joke from earlier. Yeah. That scene was actually awesome. <laughs> But I'd say, honestly, I enjoyed it more than Shrek 4, the final chapter, Forever After. Mm-hmm. Like, Probably, yeah. If I was going to rewatch one, it would be Puss in Boots rather than Shrek 4. Because, again, watching Shrek 4, it's kind of like your problem with Shrek 3 is, like, it's riding on the Shrek series. You know what right. I mean? It's like, for a Shrek movie, it's pretty fucking bad. So Yeah, it, I'm not quite there yet. I would say that they're equivalent to me. Okay, that's okay, that's fair. Say. I don't know, when I watch Shrek 4, it's like, it just seems so evil like, like this nightmare timeline he's so in joker there's all these deserts and like uh, ruins and everybody's like grosser right. like fiona's like 
in like warrior donkeys, outfit. Donkey's like all. donkey's like mangy. It's yeah. like I don't know. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. True. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, also, can we true. talk about the ogre design? How Shrek <sighs> and Fiona look literally nothing like any of the other ogres, and all the other ogres look the same. It's, it's like weird. Cause I think what's going on is like there's clearly interpretation that like Mike My- there's a little bit of Mike Myers in Shrek's design and there's a little bit of like human in Fiona's design, right? Right. And then I think what happened with these is for some reason they made a creative decision or maybe a budgetary decision where they didn't want to make it too detailed. They just went with like a stock ogre. They made like one ogre face and applied it to everybody. I guess. That's my guess. That's but, definitely possible. Yeah, it's it's jarring. It literally looks like we said that Shrek looks like he has to be half human. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like way more reasonable than the others. The others are like actual like monsters, <laughs> and they look like a different species. Yeah, it's than true. Him. Like you see them, and it's like, oh, how do why do people hate Shrek, dude? I hate these. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, why, yeah. why are we talking? Yeah, no. Back to Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. not much to say about Puss in Boots. I mean, it's like I didn't dislike it. I thought it was a solid movie. One of my favorite bits was. A uh, little boy blue. <laughs> that's funny. Like yeah, that. it's like little boy Just blue. And funny the character. Yeah, that's like a classic Shrek thing to bring in, like a fairy tale character like that. I think you see little Bo peep at the orphanage too. Oh really? I didn't. That. There was yeah. a baby sheep there that I didn't really think yeah, about. Yeah, she, she was right ahead of. That the makes sheep. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always nice in a. Dude, that's was... the most Shrek university it got for me. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, when they. When Puss walks into Humpty Dumpty in the shed where he's growing his beans, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he had this really funny delivery. I think he just like looks oh. at Puss and he's just like, uh, "Magic beans." <laughs> he just like mutters the word it's "magic beans." Hilarious! It I'm gonna edit funny. it in. I'm gonna edit it in right now. <laughs> okay. Even I want to read it. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, but also another funny bit is when they're all leaving the the kingdom in the clouds. And they're falling down. <laughs> yeah. First of all, the whole the whole scene is fairly funny, you know, like they're falling and it's it's funny. But the funniest part is obviously when <laughs> Humpty and the kitty are able to like grab a, a leaf to glide with. And then yeah, Puss she- appears with his own leaf and he's like, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and then he just slams into them. straight into them. I feel like and there then was Puss falling again in the same shot. It's hilarious. Yeah, that was very funny. There was another scene I think that had like a very parallel like where like something's going good and then like puss oh it's when they she lands on the wagon and they're first trying to rob the jack and jill's beans from the wagon where they like go in and there's the baby pigs it's like they jump off humpty's cart and she lands first and she mm-hmm. lands perfectly and she's about to go in and then puss lands behind her and like bumps into her and knocks her over it's yeah, very similar where it's like puss like flying at the last second and like almost fucking things up. Oh, also another thing kind of like that is when they're like dance fighting in the beginning and then she like is on top of like the bar area and kicks a bowl of milk. Oh yeah. Next to puss and it lands on his boots. That scene was actually gets, really cool looking. He gets heated and he like flies up and it's <laughs> the classic like yeah. cat what? meow thing. Dude, that scene was actually fucking good. Like yeah. the milk where it had like the three different angles of it spilling and then the <laughs> one drop landing in Zack Schneider yeah. slow mo then- on his boot. <laughs> And then I would just cut where it didn't even show him jump. It just showed him like flying like 
perfectly still just across the room yes, in one position. Yes. Very, very funny. And of course, yeah. when they're dance fighting, or just dancing, I think at that point, and they're in the air dancing on each other's shoes like it's a hard enough yeah, surface to be absurd, dancing yeah. on. Yeah. I like that. And then, again, that the three the three squares that you're talking about yeah, um, also leads into the vulture thing later, where it's like, first of all, there's him lying with the vultures. It's like a normal, like three square thing. And then they do the three square thing where it's him standing in the desert. No, two squares. I think him standing in the desert. Then there's another square next to him of a vulture again, after he shoot them away. And he's like, and then it, those squares go away. And he's oh, like, yeah, get I out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's, it's pretty good. So there's little stuff like that all around. It's, in a way, actually, now that we're talking about it, I definitely would rather rewatch this. Yeah, Shrek Four was <clears throat> less good, <laughs> but yeah, that I was there montage, man, it was so fucking. I think funny. the real, the main thing that's holding this back is just the plot. Even yeah, if it had exactly, a exactly. better plot, it would be a solid movie. Yeah, we're not gonna mention the the cat that goes. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You know that was the major funny part as a kid. Well, when yeah. They, when they promoted this movie in the theaters or like the trailer, it was like, yeah, it was oh, that's, always... that's fucking funny. Oh. Honestly, it was like kind of funny the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's still like, it was terrible it was like... the second time. Yeah, second and time. And then it got funnier time. the third time. Yeah. If they'd done it more, I think it would have gotten even funnier if they just kept doing it. Totally agree. To like an yeah. absurd amount. Second time was so off, though. Oh, second time was abysmal. Oh, dude, the I was there where he's literally dressed in a fucking cat suit. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious, dude. Yeah. <sighs> oh, okay, so let me talk about the sequel. Okay, true. <clears throat> Actually, a little bit about the production. So, the film began development in 2004 when Shrek 2 was released. It was going to be a spinoff, planned for a 2008 release as a direct-to-video film titled Puss in Boots Story of an Ogre Killer, all right? But by 2006, the film was reslated as a theatrical release due to market conditions of direct-to-video films. True. And because they realized that the character kind of deserved more as a bigger character based on critical reception. So, in September 2010, Guillermo, Guillermo de Toro, who is signed on as an executive producer, um, and then... They made it from there, and it came out in 2011, which is very interesting. And it did <clears throat> fairly okay. It made like 300 to 400 million, um, which is pretty good. But and this is weird, the timing of this. Literally, when we started watching all these Shrek movies, they announced officially that the Puss in Boots sequel is coming out next September, and uh, it's called Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. It's directed by Joel Crawford, who made The Crudes A New Age and Trolls Holiday. I don't know how good of a sign that is, but... It doesn't sound like a good one. No. Is this also going to be Illumination? It's... So, the way that they're branding it is Universal is releasing DreamWorks animation movies. So, they're still using the DreamWorks name, at least for Puss in Boots. Interesting. I know that there's... We talked a lot about what are they going to do for Shrek 5. Are they going to minionize it? I don't know. Fucking thriller clip. Let's not. <laughs> what if... Imagine if we could make an episode that an audience would reach where no matter who was listening, they would find all of the stupid shit we say as funny as we do. 
where it's like stuff that the normal audience couldn't possibly understand like like the like when we do like a fucking Snyder cut reference which I guess isn't impossible for them to understand but it's like you know what I mean it's not totally impossible no it's just if they listen, if they listen to the Schneider cut episode you know that or it's would like be when we just like subtly quote it we're like <laughs> like when I just said I often wonder like it was literally three words but like someone could get it you know what I mean I don't know no anyway so the giveaway ladies and gentlemen I am happy to announce that for its 20th anniversary, Shrek from 2001 is coming back to select theaters on April 25th, 28th, and 29th. Uh, and, you know, what else is there to say for the giveaway? You compete in this giveaway, you could win the chance to see Shrek with us. Yep. Me, you, Nabil, just just uh, sitting there watching Shrek in the theaters. You know, maybe we could go get some, like, ice cream after, you know, it'd be a really fun day. Uh, if you're cool. Otherwise, it's just cool. the movie. No, it's just the movie otherwise. <clears throat> if you're really cool, it might even be... Uh, Slumber some... party. <laughs> of course, at that stage, we will only be vaccinated with our first shot because you have to wait right. 30 days, and that's less than 30 days after it's available to unless us. We, unless someone gets the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Yeah, in which case it's, like, fucking ineffective to the point where it's not even worth it i don't think is that true i don't think that's true well it's like 70 to 75 percent or something right and the flu shot is 50 percent so okay i guess obviously i was exaggerating that it's not worth it but it's still i will say to those listeners out there who are looking for covid19 vaccine advice from us (laughs) look elsewhere um, the johnson from what i understand and i'm only going to speak on what i have read is that the Johnson Johnson vaccine is 100% effective against deaths and hospitalizations? Right, 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 right. So if you can get it, get it. <laughs> like, there's no reason. It is not better to. than nothing. Yes, literally. Like, but I think. I mean, come on, you're gonna need it. Or like, the first shot before you get your second dose is only it's like 80% effective. Right. Something like that. So it's a little better than the Johnson Johnson, but you gotta wait 30 days. Still. To... Anyway, so yeah, you'll come watch Shrek with us if you're. <laughs> in sarasota because it's not like we're flying you in or driving to you so i might drive to you if you're within well if it's within reason if it's within reason if you're like if you're north of like tampa you know not bye bye you know yeah Yeah. see you later (laughs) this is the part (laughs) where you drive away you come to us (laughs) yeah so you can either meet us in sarasota or be within like an hour to 45 but don't let this don't let this deter you because even if you are out of bounds and you want to compete in this giveaway we're desperate enough where we can work something out maybe a little digital party i don't know we'll see we'll buy your ticket or something for the we'll do something there will be some sort of equivalent yeah exactly yeah so remember do what we said earlier Mm -hmm. you know we're not going to repeat it of course in case you're you're skipping around it was at a pretty obscure location actually this is going to be a good one. Yeah. And by good one, I mean no one will get it because no one even gets no, <laughs> no one, one gets, gets the, the easy ones. ones. <laughs> um, this will be a we'll, good one. And by we'll good do, one, I mean no one will get it. <laughs> what we'll do, and hopefully I've already done this as this is coming out after, I'm hoping we get enough promotion for this giveaway. We've got to hype right. it up. Right. We've got to hype it up. Literally force people to watch this for the giveaway. If you've made That's it to how. this point, tell your friends how great this episode was. Yeah. Well, I mean... Maybe they won't tell their friends because they're like, we want the giveaway. 
Well, comment the giveaway and then tell your friends just so they right. can listen to it. And then be True. jealous of you that you got the giveaway. Yeah, for sure. And if you tell us that that was a situation and they happen to comment as well, we'll prefer you in the <laughs> We won't God. even just prefer you. We'll give it to you and then shame your friend. Right, for being so shameless as to do something like that. Anyway, yeah. this is going to be hype, I think. Definitely, definitely. Uh, fucking... I don't you know, know man. Yeah. Go back to the old episodes and comment on the giveaways that haven't been claimed yet. You're just yeah, missing out on some good rewards. Those are all still open, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just comment on the respective post. That's all you have to do. Yeah. I'm begging you. Um, No, but, you know, buddy, it's actually quite hard to find a vaccine. I don't know about you. I've been looking around. You know, I know that we... Our eligibility opens on April 5th. But even other than that, stuff's full, bro. Florida is not very well organized. Um, I have some local insider tips I might be able to share with you. Oh, yeah. Let me uh, let me get that after the pod. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> anyway, not to get off topic, but Shrek giveaway, guys. Please hit that. Yes, definitely. Do we have any final thoughts? I mean, this is it. This is the Shrek podcast. This is it. Do we do a Shrek Cinematic Universe ranking of all of the shorts, all of the movies? All the shorts, all the movies? I don't really feel like going through all the shorts. Actually, no, you know, I'll do it right now. Okay. Shrek okay, 2, yeah, Shrek 2, um, Shrek 1, Shrek 3, <clears throat> then Scared Shitless, then probably Ghost of Farquaad, and then uh, Shrek the Halls. I think then... you can skip all the bottom ones, you know, like... Pig well, who cried werewolf, we won't count. Thriller no, Night, we don't have to count. I can tell you, it's in order. Pig who cried werewolf, then Thriller Night, and then, what's it called? The the last one, the Donkey's... Christmas Caroling. No, yeah, yeah. Donkey's Christmas Tacular slash Shrek-tacular Christmas, whatever the fuck it is. And then <clears throat> Puss in Boots, and then Shrek 4. And then the musical. Wait. <laughs> so you're saying all those shitty shorts are above Puss in Boots and Shrek 4? Okay, that's not true. I'd say Puss in Boots is a Okay, yeah, I guess those three last ones are above, in my list, directly above the uh, pig and a fucking mm-hmm. werewolf one. Alright, well, for, for posterity's sake, I'm not going to include the shorts. You okay. know, I'm going to make it a abridged version. Um, so, and this is tough for me, because I've always said one is better than two, in my opinion. Because I, I think that, I'll be honest, part of that is nostalgia and, like, seeing things a certain number of times in the era and stuff, you know. I'll, I'll be honest, that, that is factoring into it. I mean, it is. It's a kid's movie. It's going to. Um, that said, I'm going to say that, like, Shrek 2 beats it by, like, one point for me. Right. You know? It beats it for one point because it is it is a masterpiece and it, it expands it so well. And even though I still consider 1 to be a masterpiece, it is, it, it can't be bested by the evolution of the movie, if that makes sense. You know, it is no fault of its own. It's just that the second movie works so well because of the first one that's why it's so hard for me to choose one over the other um so i guess <clears throat> i will i'll say a tie of one and two but if i had to put down a point value two would have one point more than four. Oh, sorry within one <laughs> excuse me <laughs> what made you say that i have no i, I was reading the list i guess okay. I don't know. yeah so yeah that's where i'm at with those two and then so it's those two and then obviously shark the third and then Puss in Boots, and then Shrek 4, and then Shrek the Musical. Yeah. That's... Do we have a 
I think the same list, essentially, besides the shorts. But I think we have the fucking same list for the shorts, too, probably. Yeah, well, I I guess officially I will say on my list, one and two are tied. Uh, Okay, 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 that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, man, scared shitless was pretty good. (laughs) Dude, I can't believe I, like, was looking it up and literally typed Shrek scared shitless. (laughs) Ice Cube 3. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess for people, uh, a little quick little funny story. Yeah. I was trying to type in Ice Age 3 because we were talking about it in Google. And for some reason, I just typed in Ice Cube 3. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, this was wild. It was insane. That's like, <laughs> we didn't even go off topic for a second. Which is weird for Besides us. the little vaccine segment at the end for like two minutes. But yeah, yeah, normally, dude, coming to America podcast was like 80% not coming to <laughs> content. This podcast, we talked for almost four hours exclusively on the Shrek universe. Yeah, it's weird because, like, if this was a Discord call, we would have already have switched to Madagascar. You know what I mean? That's true, that's true. We would have, like, been playing clips. We would have had probably (laughs) some Lonely Island music videos, some epic rap battle of history. Connor, bitch, say what? (laughs) Dilbert. Doink to doink. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, sorry, Dad. Oh god, I'm so Yeah. Yeah. I guess Popstar Never Stop Stopping episode coming sometime soon. True. We should do a poll on Instagram that's like True upcoming episode. I like what people might want to see. Popstar, Kong, Universe. Or discussion episode. True, true, true. Yeah, we that's probably the best thing to do because we've been debating over what the season opener should be. And they're all so it's hard to choose, you know, not one is better than the other. So right. maybe it is best to leave it up to the fans, maybe. <laughs> the oh. fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we we really outdid ourselves this time. <laughs> <laughs> is this the, I don't want to <clears throat> count my chicks before they hatch, but is this the longest episode? If it I was mean, uns- yeah. if it was unsped up? Um, unedited, I want to say it is. I mean, I would have to double check what the Uncut Gems one was, but true. I want to say Uncut Gems was three hours. Well, it's two hours and twenty minutes before or after edited. Oh, so, so. it's definitely like three hours tops. So this, yeah, yeah, this is definitely the longest one. I so. can't say I'm particularly surprised given the topic. I'm surprised it's not longer. Yeah, honestly, honestly. and it definitely could be. <clears throat> like, if instead of just trying to do a synopsis and talking about each yeah. individual one, we just were. Well, here's what I think. I think if we had. Even one more person, it would have been longer. I agree. Because I think, I think in the beginning of this episode, we were kind of trying to figure out a dynamic because it's been a while since we. I mean, we did coming too, but that's a totally different game than all these movies. So I feel like in the beginning of the podcast, at least I was trying to figure out how to bounce things off the wall and stuff. Right. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I don't know. Definitely an interesting concept to consider. Anyway, I'm, I'm hoping at this point that. People have seen the promo video and the Twitch stream. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Hopefully. So, hopefully you guys have seen at least one of those. Should be uploaded. If you missed the Twitch stream, by the way, it, the highlights so, should be uploaded on YouTube. Right. Twitch. Also, you can just check the whole VOD on uh, twitch.tv slash filmatic podcast. Yes. And uh, the promo is probably up on our Instagram. It was pretty great. <laughs> It was pretty good. It took a lot of a lot of work. It really did, but we pulled it off. 
All right. So, any new um projects for your weather casting class that we yeah. should plug? As usual, I did one on Wednesday, but it it was really shitty, and the teacher didn't even like it. <laughs> I feel like you are required to show it then. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'll link it, but like, what's it about? <clears throat> um, did I show you the one? Oh yeah, the one with the visual gag from last week, where I was showing right. you how to edit videos, right? Mm-hmm. This one, I was just like, because you know, I've been working on that collage for my. Right. Oh, speaking of which, can I link my fake Twitter account for my? Oh yeah, guys, project? Go. Go click the link, follow at our sustainable oceans. No, no, at sustainable hour. <laughs> I forgot to change forgot to fucking change it. Follow, follow at sustainable <laughs> at sustainable hour. Right, so the sustainable hour, I have this English project where I have to make a bunch of fucking <sighs> small art projects based on a topic. And my topic is overfishing in the world's oceans so one of my projects i'm making is an instagram page and one of them is a collage so i've been using paint.net a lot for the collage and i was like man it's fucking easy shit i can just make a quick tutorial on that like i did for the video editing so it's like a tutorial about how you use layers in paint.net in like the stupidest way i'm like Look, you'll watch it if you want. You don't have to. It's really so th- stupid. This is this is also more of a visual thing then. Definitely, yeah. It's just okay. a tutorial of me, like. So, things. not going to be inserting a clip this time, but yeah. definitely click the link, guys. It's, it's really. <clears throat> Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment as well, so his teacher, <laughs> so his teacher could see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking pretty lame. But yeah, he roasted it because like I don't even talk about paint and I'm like, today I'll be doing a tutorial on fucking layers and paint on that and he pauses it he pauses it as i'm like i'm like opening a file so he pauses it so it's like the entire time he's talking you can just see all the names of my files like in the video it's like really quick because just open it and open the file choose it but he pauses it right when i fucking open it so you can see like i have a folder called memes and like all kinds of stupid ass shit like <laughs> oh my god it's fucking so bad i'm like this asshole and <clears throat> anyway it's just like me like he's like how come you didn't explain what paint.net is is it available for mac what year was it released can can paint.net be fucking purchased or is it free and i'm like i don't know <laughs> so yeah the video sucks he roasted it he was like yeah i don't know he was like you did a good pace he didn't really like dislike it because he's a pretty <laughs> grader, but it was like compared to the response I got on my other ones, dude. The one where I was talking about video editing basics, he was like, "Wow, this is awesome! Can you can you label this as video, <laughs> video editing so I can use it for other people to watch?" And I'm like, "Sure, wow. who the fuck is gonna watch this?" That's but crazy. He liked the other ones and he critiqued this one, so you know, not the best. But that first one about pirating that I had you put in the coming to, it's got five <laughs> views. People have actually watched it. Yeah. Well, one's me. One might be you. One's the teacher, at least. So two. Yeah. So three people have seen it, which is insane. I guess it could be students in my class because they all have access to it. But besides Mm -hmm. my first couple videos, all of mine have only one view, which is the teacher watching it. I feel like filmatic viewers have more incentive to watch it than your classmates at this point. Yeah, definitely. I would never watch one of my classmates' videos, you know? (laughs) Like, my first video has seven, my second has ten, then five, then three, and then it's a one, one, zero, one. I don't know how it's a zero, because we watched it in class, but, you know. Yeah, um, so, 
is uh, not to keep but do you want to do not we know what keep. next but <laughs> <laughs> it's late do we know what your next video is going to be on no i come up with it every tuesday so if you have a suggestion i, I my suggestion would only be you know shoot high i want another piracy level video <laughs> okay. because it's going to be the season premiere for when you plug it right that's so true so it should be like that and also it, in that same vein it would be cool if i could it was more audible so i could put it in the podcast because i like that aspect but yeah, it doesn't no, have I know to she be, of course you know target, target how you yeah we'll see hey guys so uh in this episode we'll be talking about what it goes into filming a podcast episode <laughs> there you go it's really fucking easy. We just talk shit about Shrek for four hours. It's really easy. It's fairly good for Broadway. <laughs> okay, here's a tutorial on how I memorized the Joker dialogue from the Schneider Cut. <laughs> Can you imagine if I released a tutorial on how to memorize the Joker's fucking... Dude, that would be awesome for our Justice's Grey episode. It would be so do. funny. For those who don't know, we're legally obligated <clears throat> to watch Justice's Grey, yeah. which is which is the gray, black and white version of Justice League, which will be coming soon, which you'll be able to vote on. Maybe you want that to be your first episode. I don't know. I hope you don't. I really kind of hope you don't. We're trying to save that as long as possible. But the longer we wait, also the guiltier we are of failing our duty. I, I know, I know. Fuck. We'll see. Four hours of I stuff mean, we, we just sing, watched. We did sing, how was it? Seven hours in Shrek? No, dude, it was 13 hours of Shrek. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, four is nothing. <laughs> That's true, but it, it's one sitting. Longest it's, we did for Shrek was probably, like, Shrek 4 and then multiple 30-minute right. shorts. But then again, we also did the four-hour thing already when we first watched it. Oh, that's Shrek. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, A, it's not a it's a good movie, so... That's true. I don't necessarily have complaints with it, and B... Because we've seen it, we'll probably be more lenient <clears throat> to make like comments, which exactly. speeds of the time along, as we saw with the music. <clears throat> we have the theory that the podcast episode on Justice is Grey will probably not be a long one, like the actual right, it'll be more of a cut. bonus, probably. Exactly, but again, that's just a theory. Who knows how long we're gonna fucking babble on about stupid shit? Yeah, it's definitely gonna be the most babbly episode to definitely, come. Definitely, yeah. Um, that's probably the one where we can work on our batman joker yeah uh, true yeah which maybe was in the promo who knows all right yeah, who can say who can say only the listener can <laughs> true. yeah so is that anything else you want to plug shrek's ear apparently smells like cheese according to the three blind mice in the first movie we should plug shrek's ear <laughs> <laughs> something to plug <laughs> Hey guys, make sure no, to no, smell no. strikes here. <laughs> no, no, no. Dead podcast off the table. True, yeah. That's good. Dude, my ears are killing me because I'm wearing these, you know, the over-the-ear headphones? Oh, that's because, disgusting. Because they have, it has the best mic, and I didn't want to have that shitty-ass mic I used for coming you to America. You invent in a new mic. Invest, invent. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so late. You need to invest in a new mic. I invented a new one, actually. <laughs> Uh, the Muffin Man helped me create it in his evil lab. It's alive! <laughs> Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man. <laughs> well, he's married to the Muffin Man. Do you know Beats Headphones? <laughs> By Dr. Dre? By Dr. Dre. 
He's married oh. to Dr. Dre. He's to Dr. Dre? To Dr. 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 Dre! My lord, we found them. <laughs> Sony over the year headphones. All right. <laughs> anyway. So you, see, you see the stupid riffs we're doing? Like, exactly. The it's, outro it's, is always the least on topic content. But it's insane that we avoided doing these riffs for pretty much for four hours. That's so true. Like, right now, because it's going to be edited down when you listen to it on it's Spotify, be like Anchor, half, anything, yeah. Currently, it's at three hours and 55 minutes, so... It's... My guess would be the most cut would be 3.30, right. but we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> yeah, we made it pretty far without going full retail. Anyway, yeah. so you've plugged your projects. Plugged my projects. Uh, no update on fish, I assume? Um, no, except... <clears throat> we have all been practicing instrumentation, okay. so that's good. We do have plans for a third. I, I, I think, say third album. We literally have four out currently. I have an but, idea for your first uh, project on okay. the album: okay. filmatic podcast intro. Okay, you know, okay. maybe interesting. <laughs> I don't know how you if you guys can work remotely, but you know, it'd be pretty cool for the new season. That would be cool, actually. Probably so. won't be happening for the new season. <clears throat> You might have to wait for... But I do want to bring some changes. I don't know. I have yeah. different, like, variations of the logo color that was made by Zephy. Um, I'll run them by you anyway. But, I don't know. I want to change something. You know, there should be some sort of distinction. Yeah, I agree. If we're going to do the season thing, so... <clears throat> do you have any ideas that you would like the theme to be? Like, jazzy, instrumental, elevator music kind of stuff? <sighs> um, I've always been... I mean, I've been putting variations, like, the... The primary thing that I would put is like hip hop, you know, chill, jazzy hip hop type right. stuff. Um, I've also put James's EP on here though. True. I put a song that he made. I don't know if you've heard it, but I've heard all I've of heard his like, music, bro. Yeah, I've heard like three different songs he made. He made actually. I have one that was somewhat recently. I don't remember which episode it's on. Maybe I'll use it for this one. But he made it. It's not on any EP. He just made it and showed it on Skype one day. And I was like, as jokingly, I was like, oh, I'm going to steal that for my podcast intro. Then he gave it to me. Damn. Yeah. Nice. And it's it's solid. It's not necessarily like, you know, it's not what I'm, I'm this, you making it is a separate thing. You know, this has just happened to be like scraps right. that he didn't want. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that would be cool. Uh, so we'll see. True. So do you want to um, <clears throat> quickly watch that fucking six minute Shrek's Yule Log clip? And then comment mm. on it. Sure. So guys, uh, stay tuned for Shrek's Ulog commentary. <laughs> Here we go. I'm so excited. Wow. What an adventure we just went on, Justin. Yeah. We just watched over 20 minutes of additional Shrek content that we didn't even know existed. Right. And then we were freaking out for 10 minutes because we thought that we lost four hours of your audio. Yeah. Apparently, while we were watching this bonus footage... The fucking podcast just like kicked me or something. My internet. I'm not sure what happened because I think I it was it would had to be your internet. Like even if your internet dropped for like a second, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I was still watching a YouTube video. So sure, but YouTube videos know. like preload when you click them. You know, the, like gray right, bar. Right, right, I don't know. Right, right. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway. Anyway, either way, we hope it worked. If not, you probably won't be hearing this because there's no point <laughs> in uploading this without the rest of the episode. I will be pissed if it didn't work. Oh, but I'm sound, furious. In my in my like quick check before us rolling right now, it looked like it worked. So, you know, let's let's just stick with it worked. Right. So yeah, we watched 
the okay so the yule shrek's yule log essentially right. a yule log is like a video where it's just an ambient fireplace burning right yeah i, I my family has used it before i i didn't really think about it but essentially what it is is a 30 minute video of a yule log burning in shrek's house and then every now and then a character from the shrek 4 movie will pop in and do something funny in front of the screen for a few seconds and that's it and what someone has done has edited that 30 minute video down to about i think it was six minutes seven minutes yeah of just the pop-ins where the characters come in so we can see all the little content it was pretty interesting it was I don't know. You want to you want to talk about the tone it <laughs> it felt in the beginning. It was like, oh, you know, donkey will show up and be like, hey, let's make some eyeballs, and you know, Gingy will show up and be like, free the cookies, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty chill. But as this went on, and again, we watched the abridged version. This isn't even the full thirty minute thing, which would be even more intense. I think it felt a little creepy. I'm not gonna lie. Like you're just staring at this emptiness and. Characters come in, they're like, uh, guys, someone's watching us. And, like, I know the tone, like, how what that's supposed to be like, but to me it felt a little, a little sus, you know? Yeah, it was... It a little was, cursed. It was, yeah, cursed is a good way to describe it. It was very bizarre. It was just, like, because it was nonstop. It was, like, because normally there's, like, several minutes between each of these interactions. But instead, it was just, like, Fiona comes and she's, like, time to put out some cookies for Santa. And then Gingy comes in and he's, like, fuck no! I'm saving the cookie and then he takes a cookie off screen and then immediately after like puss walks up and he's like hey boss time for a catnap and like goes to sleep and then fucking fergus comes up and pulls his tail and it's like ah, i just felt weird like in and out but it was interesting it was a very interesting experience and of course the pied piper yeah oh we totally forgot to talk about the pied piper and i would have forgotten now if you hadn't just reminded me <laughs> But yeah, Pied Piper was a very interesting character. I actually liked him in Shrek 4, where he like could just control random shit. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest bits in the movie was he can turn his flute to control different things. There's like right. a lever on it. And turned it to socks and played a song to pull up <laughs> yeah, Rumpelstiltskin's socks up to his yeah. knees. Very funny. Um, yeah. It's also a kind of... It's this next part of Yulog, but another thing from Shrek 4, I forgot to say that was funny, was when Rumpelstiltskin's like, it's time to pay the piper. <laughs> With this dramatic music, he's like, no, really, guys, it's time to pay the piper. Get my checkbook, uh, you know, the witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very funny to me. Also, it's like the same joke level as the eviction notice one from the yes. first one. Oh, yeah, that's a good comparison. But also Rumpelstiltskin is in Yulog. Yeah. <laughs> so tr- <laughs> yeah, so Shrek 4 ends with shrek destroying the nightmare timeline because he frankly doesn't have the cojones to die himself right so it ends with him kissing fiona his true love and the the rift appears and swallows up everybody they disappear into dust everyone except rumpelstiltskin i might add so everyone turns into dust like in fucking avengers but then Rumpelstiltskin is left in this void where he's just like sucked into a black hole and it looks way worse than everybody else's death. Anyway, that ending the nightmare timeline, Shrek wakes up back in the real timeline, in which case Rumpelstiltskin would still exist in the real timeline. It would just be before Shrek signed the paper. So apparently they go out and find Rumpelstiltskin and fucking lock him up in a bird cage, barely bigger <laughs> than his body, because it's shown in like the after credits scene or maybe just the end of the movie. I don't remember 
they just have Rumpelstiltskin in, in like a microwave-sized cage sitting in their living room or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, in the Yule Log, two of the interactions that pop up in front of the fireplace is Rumpelstiltskin just like creeping around doing some bastard shit. And it's Shrek catching him and being like, no, no, Rumpel, back to your cage. And at one point, yeah, at one point he grabs Rumpel by the fucking scruff of his neck and is like implied that he's like reprimanding him or going to put him back in his cage or something. But the other one, it's like Rumpel is like pretending to be a present, like solid snake, like crawling around in a box. And Shrek's like, nice try, back, go, go away or something. And he just like. Shrek goes one way, and Rumpelstiltskin crawls off the other way. Like, Shrek is just entrusting him to take care of himself. Like, like he's a dog. Or... Yeah, like, Shrek tells him to leave, so he just trusts Rumpelstiltskin to just fucking do it himself. He's like, alright, he heard my command, I'm sure he'll take care of that. Like, this is like a universe-rifting villain that they're just, like, trusting to scuttle away. Like, they've just made him their pet. Yeah! <laughs> You described it perfectly when we were watching it. You're like, I love how Rumble Skulls Kid is just kept in a cage in their house and he sometimes gets out. Oh, man. Um, something else I thought was funny in the beginning was when they were going to use Pinocchio as, as firewood. Yeah, true. Like, Haha, very funny. Right, so that's a funny part. And, and then Bad Wolf says, I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing I was funny I noted was... Santa telling Gingy he won't eat him, but he ate his girlfriend. Like, he said, he ate his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. and scared shitless. Yeah, so, like, he picks up Gingy, and Gingy's like, don't eat me! And he's like, oh, I won't. Like, like, like we put it past him. Like, come on. <laughs> this dude ate his fucking girlfriend, and now he's, like, giving yeah. her shit for thinking he'd eat him. I don't know. Also, something we didn't talk about that's in one of the shorts in any of this. Fucking Fergus is, like, a year old, and he speaks <laughs> sentences. Yeah, he's just speaking English. Full sentences. He took out his pacifier, and he's like, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's me, everyone. <laughs> nope. Absolute rubbish. What's What's the good one? <laughs> no, I, I think it was I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so is... Probably like, the best one. Just wrong. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty ridiculous. So what other Shrek content did we watch? Um. So we watched behind the scenes. Well, we did it out of order. We first we watched True. Shrek Four. Um, short little thing yeah. where they did kind of interviews with the cast. Yeah, it was. was... <sighs> no, not interviews. Oh no, it wasn't even interviews. It was like it was just recording. Yeah, like unedited footage of them recording lines. And I thought it was really chill to see the guy who plays Rumble Stillskin. He seems chill. Yeah, he was Apparently he's a he's a writer primarily and he also wrote on SpongeBob. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. He sounds like the kind of dude that would like do a good SpongeBob impression. Yeah. Um what else was there? Like Then we just watched the We saw Cameron Diaz, we yes. saw Mike Myers, uh, she's pretty fit. Uh we saw Eddie <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was we saw all the main actors from Shrek four, I think, do some lines. And then Then Shrek the No, then we watched Shrek, Shrek, Shrek two. two behind Shrek the scenes, two. but it was only two minutes and like half right. of it was Footage still lit though. Got some John Cleese action. Yeah, it was good. We got to see John Cleese say it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. I was really hoping he'd go like, you know, the line that's, you know. 
yeah, yeah. don't want to spoil it but <laughs> anyway um yeah we watched that that was brief that was pretty good very interesting seeing um harold and lillian were actually unlike in the first movie which is explicitly discussed in the behind the scenes documentary is that they're recording their lines completely independently of each other like right cameron diaz is talking about how she's just in a box just like talking to herself and instead of like back and forth with the person she's talking to she's just recording her lines whereas we saw here in the shrek 2 video king harold and queen lillian were like across from each other in a room reading their Mm -hmm. lines which was kind of interesting i think it's probably just because they have a more limited interaction in terms of screen time that's true and it just i think it flows better and i've seen this in other animated things behind the scenes like they just decide to sometimes because a it flows better b schedules work out you know like i think that if they can why not right yeah and you know maybe we're wrong maybe it's just for the promotional thing of this video but who knows that's possible either way i appreciated it yeah and then of course the last video was a 10 minute documentary about meet the cast from shrek the third yes we saw some just saw John Krasinski do half of his uh, <laughs> film dialogue. His entire presence. <laughs> uh, we saw some of the princesses, the SNL girls. Yeah, apparently Amy Poehler's in it, and Maya yeah. Rudolph. Also, Amy, Amy Sedaris, Sedaris. Yeah. who I only know the name of because I made a Jason Sudeikis joke about <laughs> her name because she's also in Puss in Boots. Yeah. I don't remember Jill. who she was, though. Jill. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The one woman. Her? Do I know her? She's yeah. she's and she's been in a lot of animated things, from what I remember in my mind. I think she was in like Bojack Horseman. Okay. Something oh, else. She yeah. was Mrs. Hanish in School of Rock. Hmm. Don't know who that is. Yeah. Shrek the third. Oh, we saw hilarious prototype footage of Merlin. <laughs> who speaking of oh which this is it. This is the big scene. Eric Idle, if you've made it this far in the video, I want to apologize. Play some apology music. Play some apology music. I might be misquoting myself, but if I remember correctly, I called you a retarded asshole. (laughs) I'd like to formally apologize because I was roasting you because I read on the IMDb trivia page for Shrek the Third that you were giving the creator shit for stealing Monty Python's horse galloping coconut bit and i i i claimed that you didn't know shrek and the universe because that's the whole point but you're in the movie and i didn't know that i I don't know maybe i don't need to apologize if you were actually just genuinely roasting the movie even though you're in it but you seemed cool in the meet the cast so i have to assume that the imdb page is who's really at fault here for misinterpreting your views on the coconut wonder what the apology music is gonna be (laughs) I don't, because I'm listening to it right now. True. I mean, that's what friends are for, so. So true. <laughs> so true. But that's also the spoiler alarm. Right. What if it's just all the music? <laughs> <laughs> it's also the music we say we're going to play when we're playing fucking other shit. <laughs> anyway, we also learned some fun fact that the cheerleading scene when they first enter Worcestershire High School, <laughs> as well as the marching band music when shrek is announced the winner of the mascot contest were both performed by real high school students the yep. band and the cheerleaders from the director's high school thing <clears throat> i missed yeah. that part that's when we were mid-crisis with the audio <laughs> recording i'm yeah. pretty sure it was the director's high school which is pretty that cool makes sense that is cool i respect that and also if you're wondering 
um, Cameron Diaz's hair was dark brown when she was recording Shrek the Third. Uh, I, know, was, I don't know how I feel about that. It was blonde for the other three movies. So I think blonde is, suits her well. You know, I don't think. I think it all suits her well, but no, I don't think it's bad. Don't I get agree. Me wrong. Blonde, is, yeah, uh, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's <clears throat> blonde is good, but <laughs> black is too is good for Broadway. Okay, that's true. Pretty good for Broadway. So this is the uh, fifteen minute for fifteen minutes <laughs> segment. You've been listening to fifteen minutes with Justin Nabil. This pushes the podcast length unedited to over five hours. Oh, no, no. Four hours, sorry. No, wait. Which one was it? Four. Okay, over four yeah. hours, yeah. No way it was five. I'm like, holy shit. I mean, honestly, if we had another person with us, yeah. this could have been easily over five hours. Then again, I think. it's already 3.20 in the morning on yeah. a school night. But it's Wednesday. So. It, it, it do be Wednesday. Oh god. Alright, we'll put you guys out of your misery. Alright, yeah, and my ears out of their fucking yeah. punishment. You're okay. a <laughs> It's funny that we went from like we went from plugging your videos to let's go watch Shrek's Yule. <laughs> I felt bad because we yeah, promised no, we watched all of the shorts and then we had Yeah, but we also didn't watch Puss in Boots. So the show? Oh, the short. The Fuck! Mo- yeah. We had an opportunity to catch up and watch all of the fucking shorts we, <laughs> and we missed, and we didn't it watch it. Well, that's coming. Okay, right. guys, we're gonna pause again. No, 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 no. <laughs> <sighs> guys, to get that sweet giveaway, listen closely to the podcast, comment on Instagram. Guys, I don't know what else to say. It's really late and we've been doing the Shrek podcast but it's done this is the season finale so we'll see you guys on the brand new uh, season of Filmatic coming probably a week and a half from when you're listening to this so you've been listening to Nabil Sharif and Justin Fishler and remember it's <laughs> do you think so dad remember you're never too good for broadway thank you i was i was trying to decide if i should say that that's why i can never her refuse to make a plan in his eyes you stupid fucking bitch one of us is gonna die he crossed the room and pushed her to the floor knife drawn slashed her leg to the bone and she saw her whole life flash before found the handle of the gun with the tip of her finger put it to his chin and pulled the fucking